0: All right, everyone, welcome to episode seven of the Columbus Uncut podcast. This week we have a special guest, Mike Rafe, my buddy from the Army. Welcome to the podcast, bud. Thanks for having
1: me. Pleasure to be here.
0: All right, well, we welcome you guys to the podcast. We got uh, current events, sports, and of course we cover beer. We have guests on, and we cover all things Columbus, Ohio here on Columbus Uncut podcast. Uh, so, uh, as always, we're here with myself, Sean, and my co host, Caleb. Um, and before we get started, we'd like to uh, remind everyone to follow us on all of our social media. You can find us on Twitter at Columbus underscore uncut. You can find us on Instagram at Columbus underscore uncut. And you, if you have any issues finding any of our links, you can follow our or click the link on our link tree that is in the show notes from this episode. It'll take you to our Twitter, our Instagram, our Discord, where you can talk to us, the hosts, and give us some feedback, and you can also go to our Teespring page where we have uh, different merch you can buy, such as hoodies, t-shirts, jerseys, um, all the cool stuff. So as always, this week we'll be covering the usuals. We got our beer segment this week brought to us by our guests. So we have Columbus Brewing Company's Bodie uh, as the feature beer for this week. That was Mike's suggestion, and Caleb and I could not argue with that. As you guys know, that's one of our favorites. So, uh, We also got our food segment this week, which we'll be covering Lucky's Bar & Grill. Funny story behind that one as well. We'll do our sports overview for the week, and then uh, Caleb and I will get into some questions that we have for Mike uh, as, and as what we uh, what we want to know about him and what he does. So, uh, with all things, uh, said, let's go ahead and get started and Caleb will kick it off with our beer segment this week.
2: All right, Mike, thanks for, uh, coming on the podcast this week and, uh, coming to hang with us for a little while, you know, two regular dudes here and nothing, uh, spectacular down here in the basement, but we're here to just give the people what they want to know, you know, all <laughs> the in- interesting information about all the cool people we know, you know, so thanks for coming on with us.
1: Yeah, no problem at all. Always down to come drink some beers in the basement. Uh, one of my favorite pastimes, so not going to complain.
0: Basement beers. That's right. <laughs> all right, so
2: today we are drinking uh, Columbus Brewing Company's Bodhi. Uh, it's an 8.3% double IPA, uh, pale in color, pale golden yellow in color. Um, made with a unique blend of hops but highlighting citra hops and I always uh, say each podcast what kind of hops are in their beer but I actually know fucking nothing about hops I just for the people who might know about them I I always love to uh, throw out that interesting information on there Um, it was actually rated a 4.2 out of 5 on untapped by like couple hundred thousand people so definitely a good beer and as sean and i have said before on this podcast it's our basement beer when we're trying to get the night started since it's 8.3 percent always gets the job done and it tastes fucking delicious
1: yeah especially for ipa i'm an ipa fan but i know a lot of people that hate that
2: right real strong hot flavor it's really good though but this is honestly a pretty smooth one for yeah. being as like high percentage alcohol as it actually is 8.3 which we the first episode we had like a 10%er and it took like 3 quarters of a beer and I was like all right here we go we're going <laughs> to we're going to have one of these nights tonight. Into it. Um but uh, a couple facts about uh Columbus Brewing Company that I thought were pretty interesting that not everybody in the world might know. Uh the uh brewery was founded in 1988 which Honestly, the craft brewing craze like doesn't seem like it really happened until I don't know, maybe twenty years ago, maybe less. Than, I mean, we weren't drinking beer at that point, really. We were
0: right. Well, I mean, even last underage, week but, on our episode, we just said that. What what brewery was it? They were the seventh brewery in town. It was twenty twelve that they. Uh, yeah.
2: What you. What did we have? Uh, I mean, that's I don't know. We had that's how much time. I literally remember. I can't remember that. Um, uh, but yeah,
0: there's uh, North High.
2: Right, but they so uh, Columbus Brewing Company is actually the second brewing brewery to start in Ohio. The very first one is Great Lakes. So they're only on. second behind Great Lakes, which everybody knows how big Great Lakes is. They have special Christmas time. Exactly. they got all the good That's shit insane. and everything. Um, they are also Columbus Brewing Company is also the second largest producing brewery in Ohio only behind BrewDog, so Great Lakes doesn't even produce as much beer as BrewDog and CBC do. Um, CBC produces 26,840 beer barrels a year, so that was recorded in 2019, that's how much they uh, produced, which obviously not everybody in the world knows what a beer barrel is, so I converted beer barrels to gallons to give everybody an idea of how much beer that actually is. So... One beer barrel is equivalent to 31 gallons. Wow. Okay, so I had to take 26,000, obviously, times 31. They brewed 832,040 gallons of beer in 2019.
0: How many bottles is that?
2: Yeah, I don't Yeah, (laughs) that's that's, that's that's farther than I was willing to go, okay? (laughs) The one conversion I did was honestly enough for me, yeah. (laughs) But I thought that was a shit ton, and that's the second largest. So imagine how much BrewDog must do. They must do like a million. I mean, it's, that's just insane. That seems like so much beer to produce. Okay. Like, um, And lastly, uh, what they are first in is they have the most medals or most awards of any brewing company in Ohio. So they have two World Cup medals. So World of Beer, they won some medals in that, and they have four Great American Beer Festival medals, which is more wow. than any other Ohio brewing company. Right. Um, so that that makes them the winningest beer in all of Ohio, I guess you could say.
0: I immediately think of Beer Fest. <laughs>
2: right, yeah. Imagine how crazy that fest must be. I mean, right. we, you and I were just talking the other day about going to that one uh, at, like, the convention center yeah. in December. And I can only imagine how that's going to go when we actually do go to that. Yeah. I'm
0: sure the wise will be pumped about that. Oh, so They're going to be yeah. pissed.
2: Yeah. Um, but, uh, some other beers that they brew that you might know, uh, they have a CBC IPA. So not the double Bodie that we're drinking right now, but just a regular IPA. That's, they've won a lot of their awards on that and Bodie. That's like their two most popular, uh, their other year-round beers that they brew: um, CBC Technicolor Hat, CBC Creeper, and CBC Endless Haze. So, oh. I know, right? Really, they're really they're, they're pretty names. cool, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so, and they're located at two five 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 Harrison Road, Columbus, Ohio. So, not too far from here, you can go and like visit their tap room, their brewery. They just actually expanded it so they could brew even more. Which I don't know why you need to brew more. You're almost at a million gallons of beer. Uh,
1: Can't ever have enough beer. Exactly. I know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: honestly, they're they're doing what the people need them to do at this rate. Um, so yeah, those are the facts about the beer. Um, now, basically, we get to the point where we talk about like what we're actually tasting in the beer. We talked about the hops, which none of us know anything about, but for those serious nerds who are into it, but. When you drink this beer, Mike, what uh, what
1: are you getting flavor wise out of this? Mm. Savor this other sip here, real quick. <laughs> my, you know, very refined palate here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would assume based on the citra hops, that's why I'm getting a little bit of that a citrus hoppyish note. You know, if I'm gonna use all of my my beer terms <laughs> that I know, uh, I'd say it's pretty pretty full in flavor. It doesn't yeah, you know, please, a little, little taste on the tongue, but it does, it's not overwhelming uh, by any standards. You're smooth drinking for a double IPA, too. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. for something this high percentage, like we said before, it it doesn't seem like it should be this smooth. It should have, like, that little right. bit of a bite to it yeah, where you're like... It's really not a bite or anything. It r- like yeah. It kicks you in the face, saying, Exa- like,
1: this is 8%, almost a dangerous beer. Right, you know exactly. But once you drink a
2: few of these, it can definitely get dangerous as we're sure. down
1: right now and oh. stand up at some point. And well, and the great thing about
2: you. this is after we're out of these, we have a lot of bush lattes to go through in there and Sean obviously <laughs> hates them and I for Veterans Day, I got the Army special edition Bush lights for all the lattes. Right? I thought it'd be fantastic and he got all pissed off at me for
1: the <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember Gross. what your cheap beer of choice was. Oh, he was talking, about, he okay. was talking about
2: Bud Heavy earlier, and I was Ooh, like, Bud not heavy. that Bud Heavy's bad. I the think it's this'll... good.
0: But, yeah.
2: like, I mean, we're talking cheap beer. Like, yeah. Budweiser still. Cheap
0: beers give me natty lights all day. I'll yeah. drink Old Mill Donkey Piss over Bush Oh, Light. God. All right, that's a
2: claim. That's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we can trust your judgment. I don't even know if that, day, that even
0: exists anymore. Does Old Milwaukee mm-hmm. even exist? It has
2: yeah. to be out there too. Yeah, so I think it. they've changed it to, like, Milwaukee's best. Really? Uh,
3: I, yeah.
2: I don't think old Sheesh. Milwaukee actually exists, but the... Uh,
0: well, give me a six-year-old can of old Milwaukee, a, and I'll drink that It's better Bush. than Bush be Light? Yeah.
2: You're saying that's better than Bush Light? Oh, yeah. I, I, bet I can go to my father-in-law's and find a six-year-old old Bring Milwaukee, it. and we'll do a taste <laughs> test for <Bring> you. It. <laughs> Sean, what are you <laughs> tasting, though, man?
0: Well, I mean, there's... I mean, there's no uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is one of our favorite beers of all time. Here in the basement, the basement beer, the official basement beer of uh, the podcast is Bodie. Sponsor us. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's delicious. I love it. It's smooth. Um, you get the hoppy flavor, but it's not overpowering or overbearing. I don't. I'm not going to get the ridiculously absurd IPA burps from it.
1: Yeah, that just
0: kind of like make you want to gag every time you get them.
1: Ruin your next three meals,
0: kind of taste. Exactly. I mean, for eight point three percent, it's smooth. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, it's something I can have two, three, four of them, and still, you know, not feel too bad. It's it's. Uh, I mean, the official basement beer. It's got the flavor, which I love. It's got the flavor. But it's not the overpowering, overbearing flavor. Yeah. I like a flavor in my beer, which is why I hate Bush Light. <clears throat> That's my Bush Light. But line. I also like the, the kick behind it with a little 8.3 percenter, you know? Right. Like, I mean, I I can't say much more. It's just the best beer ever.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely not a bad one. It's got so many good characteristics, and everything both of you guys said is – Exactly what I'm also thinking. It's one of those, anytime I see it and I'm either trying to get my night started or I might just want to have one when I'm somewhere, you know, because I don't want to waste it on like a 3.9% or what's the point? I'm just going to get extra full. And you're trying to get a little bit of movement up in the brain, you know what I mean? Right. So just going to
0: get started. Exactly. Get the get, neurons get, moving. Yeah, give me a little 8.3% <laughs> or let me get, get rocking, you get know what I mean? Get the neurons out on the dance floor. That's Let's right.
2: Go. So, Mike... If you've never listened to the podcast before, as soon as we get done talking about what we're tasting, we go to a rating Ooh. of the beer, okay? okay? Now, we rate on a scale of 1 to 10 Buckeye leaves. So, just like you're putting them on your helmet. As we should. Okay, right? Great rating scale. Now, I will say, I love to go for, like, the half ratings. So, <laughs> okay. I'm, like, a good 6.5 guy, <laughs> 7 point. Like, I never go with the straight. Answer not a straight full number. Exactly,
1: can we go between the point five. Right, that way I feel like I'm doing some. The accurate is okay? That
0: way I feel like I'm doing some different you got shit. Nine point three Buckeye lever <clears throat> out there. Right. then...
2: throw it out there because you go. you okay. never know what you might have got hit in the head real hard. One of the stickers just got like cut into a third. Well, so mass took a cut off of exactly. it exactly. You and got a nine point three
1: right like that? Yeah. Oh man, I was gonna stick around. Good. I'll give it a 9.1. Okay. I'm going to go based on just the good, easy drinking flavor, high alcohol percent, not too bitter, all around. Great, great beer. Love it. I think
0: I think Mike's on the right track because I'm I'm giving her a 9.5. Ooh, I 100 nine. percent
2: thought Sean was about to go like 9.9. He didn't yeah, want to be that
0: guy that was going to go because <laughs> I know how much 10, he loves you know. this beer, nine but he goes half. 9.5, and nine I love and that. Half. I I don't know, I don't know what it's going to take to get a 10. There's only one beer that I like that is up on this level, and I don't know if we'll ever have it here, because I don't even know if it's canned, but it is an Ohio brewery. But so it's a, It's the, uh, the... Have we talked about this before? I don't know if we have. It's the uh, Rutherford B. Hayes. Out so, of this sounds, a like, hazy. Hazy. Yeah, it sounds it's like a... Yeah, sounds like a mulled wine or some shit. Yeah, it's,
2: a, it's, it's a
0: hazy IPA out of Twin Oaks. Okay. And just amazing. But it's a summer beer, so it's yeah. going to be a while before we get around to that. And so. we'll
2: make sure to have it when we continue this
1: next summer.
0: And part of it is because Rutherford B Hayes is where is from Fremont, Ohio.
1: So see, now it's like you are giving favoritism, right? Based off the name, I mean, uh,
0: probably. But it's delicious. I mean, what do you got, Bud? Honestly,
2: for to for me to give a beer a ten, it would have to be, and I've said this to you before. This beer I had in Dallas one time, my cousin took me to this bar or this brewery called Deep Ellum Brewing Company, and they had this beer. I can't even describe to you what it tasted like it was smoother than Bodie and it was smoother than like your regular lager, like no bite whatsoever. ten and a half percent like it made Damn. it made no sense. it tasted like and it almost felt like it had no carbonation in it like it was that good and that's the only beer I'll give a 10. This is close to it for me, and I haven't gone to a straight number, but I'm going to a straight number today, and I'm going 9.
0: Ooh, 9 flat. Right. Yeah, okay. That's so, the highest beer. one we've had yet. Yeah. Seven episodes in, that's the highest. <laughs> right,
2: and, and like we've said on episodes before, this is the,
0: the beer that we beer.
2: always have. So it has yeah. to have the highest score up to this rate because it's literally the best one. Like 100%. Yeah. Then you
1: have to ask for different sponsorship, and it's just
2: going to get weird. And... I, we're dying for it. We tried to get li- <laughs> Last episode, we were like, all right, Liquid Death. Maybe we were talking about it for a second. Maybe they'll hit us up. Then it was, we were trying for... Uh, North High. North High. Can't yeah. even get a follow on Instagram after talking about them. I mean, yeah, that's... I gave them
0: free advertisement for yeah. a good 20 minutes Show talking about mm-hmm. their beer. Didn't even get a like yeah. or a follow on Insta. So A thanks, bit up, Columbus. A little bit upset North to high. say the least, yeah. I'll tag you guys again because I ain't af- I ain't afraid of no clout. Right. At all.
2: Now we don't add this into the the rating of the beer because honestly it doesn't matter. But lastly we talk about the can design. I was gonna say it's and what you feel like think there's anything they could change you like the colors, like what's what do you like about this can, That or what do you not like about it?
1: I mean, I love the art, I guess, on the can. Like the whole tree with the hops and stuff. Looks kind of mystical, little magical bit of beer It's about to enter your mouth. Not crazy about blue mm-hmm. and orange. Be looking a little too close to Florida colors, but <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I love it, dude. I think, like, from a mile away,
0: you can see this can and know it's Bodie. Um, I like the text that they didn't, it's not like Comic Sans for Columbus Brewing Company. <laughs> I do like the text. Uh, and I like the name Bodie, because Bodie Rook was in Star Wars. That was a character, and I like Star Wars.
1: Nerd. Um, a little bit nerdy.
0: Overall, just one of the more, I mean, one of the better cans, in my opinion, um, it, now, it's a more commercialized can. Right. Um, compared to ones we've, you know, reviewed in the past. Whereas yeah. the ones in the past have been more kind of unique. And well, and artsy. I feel like
2: the ones in the past, too, like you said, unique, yes, because they're all like real different, but they've also kind of felt a little bit bland. Like, right. especially like the heart state one that we did the other day. Like, it was literally a white can with like a yellow accent, and it just said heart state and then the right. name. And but it was like.
0: still better than the. The, oh, the Gandhi Dancer. Remember yeah. with the train cars? Right. We probably didn't make any fans over at oh. SIP after <laughs> that. Episode, Sorry, but Yeah, yeah. The I, beer was good, but the can I, was, the can was trash. It was yeah. a oh, hard a yeah. yeah, it was right. a cartoon drawing of a a choo choo train. I mean, cool. yeah.
2: I mean, my four-and-a-half-year-old daughter could have drawn the same picture with ease. <laughs> right. But I love this can. I, you can pick it out of a crowd, especially when you're at the bar and you get one of these on draft, the tap handle, same colors. I mean, you can pick it out like it's no problem. So um, I like it. I don't think I would change anything about it. The only thing I don't understand is what the tree is in the back, but I think it has something to do with the hops maybe because at that bottom here they got a little what looks like well, what you the know hops – I, I don't. It's a form of
0: Japanese tree, and that's the tree.
2: Oh, oh sorry. I didn't study my encyclopedia before this episode to know okay, that. Okay,
0: because I wouldn't have done anything, because I just made that up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, and here we are, believing you on that. And you, you
0: said it so yeah. convincingly, yeah. too. I look, I look at your and face, and I go, oh, my God, how did he know about
2: some Japanese tree <laughs> oh, right. named Bodhi? favorite beer. Sure. Yeah. Good. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so that's our beer segment for today. We learned some cool shit about it, drinking a good beer. And uh, the best part about this segment is it always gets the juices flowing. You know, at the very beginning of every episode, it's always, like, a little bit tense, you know, because you're like, all right, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? And then you get a little bit of beer under your breath, and you're like, hey. Hey. No I can talk action. about whatever read this it is. That's it, exactly. Keep
1: the juices flowing. Exactly. So,
0: what goes
2: well with a good beer? Some <sighs> food. Some grub. Some, Some food. tea, <laughs> Bell. <Yeah>. So,
0: uh, <laughs> this week we uh, drew uh, Champs. Have you ever been to Champs downtown? The champs sports bar and grill in columbus i feel like
1: i have done on a, I I did, a real long
0: time ago it's yeah. right by
2: Bra- like the restaurant bravo and the amc lennox movie theater
0: yeah okay. um
2: yeah. over by it's like right as you're going to go into grandview almost
1: i feel like i had to have seen yeah. that. yeah it's you point. you
2: couldn't miss it if you drove by it's right yeah. there yeah either way it's, it's just that's one exotic. of the other like little sports bars right like... it's pretty big it's like a chain kind of yeah. okay
0: Either way, so what we do is every week, we I have a foodie card deck, like literally Whoa. 52 cards, and we draw a card out of there, and we go and eat there during the week, and then we review it on the episode. So Sounds great. Last week, we drew, we drew champs. Um, so, of course, we didn't go to Champs this week. (laughs) (laughs) Because why would we? It never actually works out the way we want it to work out. So (laughs) this is the second week we've had the food segment, right? And the first week we drew a card. it was Fiesta Bar and Grill on Sawmill. And we go to, I go to Google it and find out when we can go there, and it's closed. Oh. Permanently. So... That was a no go for that that (laughs) card draw. And then we drew champs this week. We had to do a Tuesday episode this week. We normally record on Fridays. We had to do a Tuesday episode because we had some stuff going on last week. Drew champs. It was a late Tuesday episode. Wednesday morning, I wake up, get on open table, look at the reservations. I'm like, there's five of us. We gotta get a reservation wherever we go. I don't care if it's sports bar, whatever. I gotta at least try. Look up Champs party. Friday 6.30 This is Wednesday Two days for a sports <laughs> bar Wow Nothing within two and a half hours of 6.30 Yeah For Champs 9pm to be able to yeah. eat at Champs Yeah Wow So I'm like alright well It's a Friday night The Buckeyes are playing They're playing Niagara tonight Which we didn't know it wasn't going to be on TV but Probably that's still listening at this rate So I'm like alright I'll check Thursday night Thursday night, nothing within two and a half hours of 6.30. It's
1: popping there. Yeah,
0: so sorry, guys. Uh, We're pretty committed, but I'm not waiting two and a half hours to get some food. And there's no telling if we would have even gotten in in two and a half hours uh, if we just showed up. So we went to Lucky's Bar and Grill in Hilliard tonight. And... We've been there before, and it's delicious. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a
2: go-to, just like Bodie. Right. We're gonna call this episode the go-to episode the go-to. because the everything easier. we've done so far is things that we already
0: love. So right. it's
2: no it's, issues.
0: It's amazing. So it's in Hilliard. It's fifty-three eighty-seven Roberts Road in Hilliard. So main exit there off of two seventy um, Roberts Road it is a sports pub and tap house so it's a big sports bar it's got a big wraparound bar um, and plenty of tvs if you want to go there to watch a game or anything Um, so great opportunity to uh, if you want to go there for a game day Something like that. You can, you know, hit up the bar, hit up, hit up the place. They got plenty of tables, plenty of seating, and all kinds of TVs. Anywhere you go in there, you're going to be able to see what you want to see. So, um, great location, uh, right off of Roberts Road there, which is right off of 270. Um, as far as the uh, genre, obviously it's a sports bar with pub food. They do have, um, as far as food, one of my favorites, one of my go-tos fried bologna sandwiches man fried bologna sandwich Mm. I haven't had that in good god years dude anywhere we go you can ask this guy Anywhere we go then They have a fried bologna sandwich I'm trying Automatic
2: it. We went to this brewery we talked about Like three episodes ago The top thing on the me- like You don't look at anything else on the menu The very first thing is a bologna sandwich He literally put the menu down <laughs> in ten seconds And he's like I already know what I'm getting I'm like yeah It's so the, bolog- it's you, the you fucking know? bologna sandwich right at the very beginning Of
0: that <laughs> menu I still to this day Will claim Waldo has the f- best fried bologna sandwich there is out there i gotta try
2: that i don't even like bologna but i hundred percent would if it's the best one you've ever
1: had then it's got to be it's not
0: far from your parents waldo a couple miles up 23 probably about
1: 15 okay. miles what do you look for in a fried bologna sandwich that makes it Ooh. like the best what's your checklist it's probably that
2: thick ass meat that's what he oh, loves right? that's the first old, thing like
0: there. you gotta have a, it's about the meat thickness right you can't you gotta you can't have no little skinny boy in there. You gotta have a nice little chode up in the
2: oh yeah <laughs> up in the sand. Get you a little
0: chode, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Get a nice thick bologna, and then they gotta have a good mustard, right? It's gotta be that nice Dijon. I was gonna like, say, is
2: it like a stadium mustard, wanna, or I, is it like yeah? A,
0: it's a it, it's a mustard that like I need a mustard with seeds in it that crunches when ooh, I bite ooh, into a it. Mustard you
1: know? seed action, yeah. Like stone ground kind of brown mustard, yep. ooh. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and then Respect that. you gotta have it on a good sourdough for sure. Ooh, gotta sourdough. go sourdough. People like to mess around with rye, but rye tastes like butthole, in my opinion. Honestly,
2: see, I would have never thought that. I would have thought it would been more like a, like a, maybe a Texas toast. Yeah, uh, I feel like no, that's no, what. Yeah, like yeah.
0: You don't want a garlic. You don't want no, a garlic. No,
2: no, no. I'm not. I'm talking the like thickness white, of Texas thick toast, bread. though.
0: Yeah, uh, well, that's kind of what a sourdough is. Though. No, you get a good sourdough is
2: thin and it's hard as
0: fuck. Uh, but who's eating? You, that's the thing like what bread exists out there with like a Texas Toast thickness white bread just white yeah, literally just Texas yeah toast. just Texas Toast white bread like yeah. you're thinking of Texas Toast, to Texas toast, toast garlic, that's
1: oh, garlic yeah. that's frozen in the to freezer me, section Texas yeah.
0: Toast only exists in the <laughs> like, like the yeah. you get
1: uh, French Toast at a restaurant for breakfast Is that like real thick bread yeah that's just Texas Toast really yeah, yeah. Well, You learn something sourdough. new every day, right, Sean. Sourdough. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's the checklist. Okay. It's okay. sourdough.
2: Sourdough, thick
0: chode meat, belong, seed sandwich. mustard. I'm, I'm assuming the, it has to be yeah. American cheese. Uh, is there cheese no, it on it? No, it doesn't. Really? It does not. Is there cheese on it? Uh, it depends on where you go. Uh, oh. so. And Waldo's, is there cheese on it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah.
2: What are we talking, though?
0: I can't remember. It's been a while since I've been there. But
2: so we should probably take a trip. Yeah.
0: I like a pepper jack on it. Because it kind of throws up, kicks up the taste buds a bit. A bit. Spice, and yeah. That's why it goes right along with that mustard, you know? Yeah. But I'm just telling you, man, fried bologna sandwich. It's like taking those bologna sandwiches from the day at the pool when you were a kid and just amping it up to the adulthood level. That's all it is right there. I mean, you never had a fried or a bologna sandwich after a long day at the pool. I honestly absolutely fucking
2: hate bologna. Oh, my goodness. And it's probably because, like, I it's never... It's probably
0: ha- because you like Bush Light.
2: Uh, no. But it's Ooh. actually because I my parents, like, never cooked the bologna sandwiches. It was, like, yeah. cold bologna. Cold bologna. That's mayo, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And, and then <laughs> it's a whole different... Ta- it's a whole different animal. Yeah. It's not the same. And so... I can't remember the last time I had like warmed, grilled or whatever bologna sandwich, which is a whole different taste. Yeah. But I just think about that cold bologna and I'm like, I don't think I want that. You sound like
0: a five-year-old who ate broccoli for the first time and was like. I don't like the texture. No,
2: it's not even close to that, and you know it. That's ridiculous. But I
0: don't what, know. Mike
2: agrees warm bologna and cold bologna is two different animals. They're two
1: different animals.
2: Yes.
0: A cold
1: cut, but from I do like one. a cold bologna sandwich that grew up on some of those. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. As long as you had like good, good layer of mayo, American cheese, exactly. white or potato bread. I could put that. And I then like, like, cold like after the pool, too. we put some Lay's original potato chips on it. Oh, crush them in yeah. the sandwich. You're I do written, love man. a little bit of crunch yeah.
2: on a sandwich like that. Yeah, never tried like a chip on bologna though. I oh, uh, so I got to. I probably got to do that.
0: Funny side story from all this, as we're talking about pool meals. So I grew up only on wheat bread in our house. Wheat? Only, only on the. Whole. Wheat bread, right? So, my next door neighbor had a pool. And every time we go over there and go swimming, they'd make fun of me because when we were done, I'd just go in their kitchen and raid their white bread. And just eat it plain. Because I thought it was the best treat oh. in the world, dude. Grow up on wheat bread and then go eat some white bread and tell me how amazing it's it is. It's absolutely elite. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, now... That's basically like growing up on a cold bologna sandwich, and then getting a fried bologna sandwich.
2: Right. Exactly. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah.
0: No more so, talking shit on me. That was a major derail. But what were we talking about? <laughs> Lucky's. Yeah. Lucky's. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so you can also get wings there. Sports. Bar, sports. Typical sports bar food. Um, sandwiches. Uh, burgers. Things along those lines. As far as. Uh, Alcohol selection. Fully stocked bar. One thing I really like when we go there is they have a great beer selection. They got like 35
2: beers on tap. Like it's an insane amount of beers on tap. And anything you can imagine. I mean like you could get porters on tap. Stouts. IPAs. Lagers. Sour beers. I mean literally every possible thing you can imagine they've got it. And it's not from the same company. Right. It's like... Cincinnati, Cleveland, Toledo, Columbus. Like, that's the cool part about it. You can try so much random shit, which is great. And it's
0: all Ohio breweries. So it's pretty awesome. I mean, we went there tonight. The waitress made the mistake of coming up to us too fast before – Caleb and I had any chance to look at the beer menu, and there's like 40 beers on there. And then she had to stand there for like <laughs> two minutes awkwardly long while we're trying to figure out what beer we uh, wanted. So. And I
2: literally ordered the first beer. <laughs> I just said, give me that one. Give me Can't that one. Order, that's right. Like, like, yeah, yeah, exa- yeah. yeah, it couldn't Delicious. be that bad. Yeah, and it was great. I mean, I'd probably
0: drink it again if it's the first one on there again. Exactly. So uh, amazing beer selection highlighting tons of Ohio breweries within the beer selection. So definitely check that out. As far as speed of service, you can definitely get your food within 20 to 30 minutes. Um, Pretty busy when we were there tonight. We got appetizers, main courses, drinks, and everything. Got our food within 20 to 30 minutes. And as far as price uh, expectations, you can pretty much expect $50 for a couple. Um, and that was with appetizers, and I had two tall beers as well. So, um, overall, a uh, uh, good uh, good place. Caleb's the one who, uh, you know, really got me on to Lucky. So, I mean, what do you think about the place?
2: Honestly, I love to go there, and the reason I liked it so much from the jump is because uh, a good buddy of mine, he actually, his dad owns it, and my buddy's name is uh, Mitch, and I'm not sure if he's listening, but if he is, he'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, when I worked at the golf course, one day I was we were hungry, and uh, we weren't doing much at the golf course, and he's like, hey, let's get some wings from this place called Lucky's. And I was like, D- I've honestly never had that. And he's like, my dad owns it. It's The wings are legendary. And I was like... Okay, so he gets us some to go wings, yeah, and I was like, yeah, let's try this shit. And I bit into this wing, it was and it was boneless wings because I was at work, I didn't want to make a mess or whatever. And it was perfect. The sauce was incredible, and he was like, we hand make all these sauces. It wasn't like buying Heinz whatever, like barbecue and just throwing it on there. Exactly, and their ranch is homemade too. Ooh, so it's like love a you're get, right you're getting the best of both worlds and I was like dude these are incredible and the only thing that's the downfall of the place that I absolutely hate is no matter if you're getting a half pound or a pound you can only do one sauce yeah so like tonight oh. for instance I don't think I normally can't eat a pound and I don't eat all of them so I know I'm bringing home leftovers. But if you order two half pounds, it's only fifty cents more than ordering a whole pound, and then you can get a different Different sauce sauce on each each. half pound. So then you get the chance to try something else. But it's almost like they want you to only do one sauce and you're like, I can go to beat ups and be like, I want three of these. Three that's what makes beat ups great, but their wings are shit. It's
1: a lot of commitment to one sauce. Right. But you're committing to a good sauce at least. Exactly subpar so sauces. So right.
2: And that's that's the good part about it. And honestly, I will say and I say I said this to Sean earlier, their wings used to be not necessarily like small, but they were like they made them real crispy, which is what made them really nice. I think they changed up their wings. They're actually bigger now, but they still have the same crisp. Oh. Or we must have got like a fresh portion of them or something, but Oh, my God. I was like, this is a way bigger size than before, and it felt like you were really getting your money's worth. And if you ever get the chance to go there, Mike, you'll – well, you're not going to know the past wing, so it's a little bit different. (laughs) But I'm telling you, like, this thing is like two McDonald's McNuggets put together is the size of a wing.
1: Yeah. See, that's quality. I'm I'm tired of going to places and they're like, hey, I'm going to get 8 to 12 wings, and they're like the size of your finger. And you're just getting these little baby, like, pieces of meat. Yeah, right? he's not talking about a boneless wing. He's not talking I mean, about, yeah, a that's like, boneless wing.
0: Right, and doubles. that's boneless, yeah. not even
2: the real thing. Yeah, the real thing,
0: impressive. I, neither of us have – well,
2: I haven't had the bone-in wings there, and I still love to eat bone-in wings. But I, I'm sure I those mean. are probably meaty as hell for oh, all yeah. I know. You know. Meaty boys. Meaty boys. But I, I love the place – Sean said fifty for a couple. I spent fifty by myself tonight and I I had two Eating beers. For two myself, yeah. So, yeah, I had it's all two right. beers, a pound of wings, and an appetizer that I shared with the three of us. So it was fine. But yeah, if you just went there with two of you, that would be more than enough for everybody to eat. So it wasn't bad at all. And uh I haven't seen Mitch's dad there in a while who owns it, but super nice dude and like when he when they moved here, I was like, "You got to check out Lucky's. It's a cool bar. Like, it's local. You'll never wait to sit down. So, I mean, you can't on a Friday night, especially of all yeah, times, so Friday it's like, night.
1: Like, you can't beat that. Yeah,
2: it's that's what makes it great. And their food's good. Their wait staff is great. The bartenders right. are awesome. So it's it's a win win regardless. So I love it. I. I definitely if I can't think of any place to go where I'm just craving wings, I'm like, let's just go to Lucky's. It's right. easy. Yeah, so, it's hard to find a
1: good wing place you love. Right, like, especially one that, close, that
2: close. I mean, it's a four minute drive to right. get there. It's not yeah, far at all.
0: That. Yeah, and I mean, the first time he asked me if he wanted to go to Lucky's, I was like, dude, you talking about like the bar in Athens? Because <laughs> that's my place. And it wasn't the bar in Athens, but it's it's pretty good. So. Uh, What we got to do now is pick our location for next week.
2: And we're not going 0 for 3. No. No break break the streak in a good way. 0 for 2 is enough. 0 for 3 ain't happening. This one's got to be legit, and we got to be able to find a way to sit down
0: there. Well, let's leave it up to Mike to select the card. Get a good draw here. All right. Let's
1: see if I can break the street. What do we got? What do we got? Oh man, I'm going to butcher this oh, one. Oh no, it's Indian probably it's or Mexican something, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly, not even sure. Uh Tazit- Tosia. Oh, that's my favorite place. I love it. <laughs> yeah, sure. What do you what do you got there? <laughs> <laughs> what are, something Roma? Tretoria. Trattoria. Oh man, this look like Roma. Z's. Wait a In minute. In Grandview
0: Grandview. <laughs> Grandview. <Ave> Grandview <laughs> at Columbus. Hey, at least I can pronounce Grandview. Grandview. I got that one. Yeah. Tretoria Roma. So Sorry, Trattoria. I have no idea what this place is. Looks like it may be exotic. Pretty excited. Hey. Hopefully, we can get a seat. And uh, we get $10 off our order. when well, we yeah. spend $25 or more. Yeah. I
2: thought for sure it was going to be like, Ob the... Indian place or something where you're like think that there's more behind the word ob, but it's literally, that's all it's called just ah. (laughs) ob. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) I thought for sure that's where we were headed with that one. Um, But uh, now that the uh, food segment's done, I just want to remind everybody, uh, if you haven't already, follow us on social media. Uh, Twitter, Columbus underscore uncut. Instagram, Columbus underscore uncut. Uh, we have a Discord which Sean runs. He has that whole thing set up. Um, we also have a Link Tree uh, which Sean also set up because he is actually the tech guy. I'm not the tech guy, <laughs> and uh, it basically links you to everything that you could ever need for us. Like, like I said, our Twitter, Instagram, Discord. Uh, if you want to get merch, we actually have Columbus Uncut hoodies t-shirts, pint glasses I mean anything you can imagine um, thanks to Sean for setting all that stuff up if you want to follow us individually I'm on Twitter uh, and Instagram at Ridge 105 Sean is at Brawley 26 on Twitter I don't remember his Instagram he might be able to tell you
0: Just look up Sean. Okay, great. And Mike, (laughs) I don't know if you're on
2: social media or not, but you can shout if you can shout yourself out. Then you can uh, always have people uh, uh,
1: at Mike underscore r forty eight.
2: There we go. So anybody who wants to follow Mike as well, feel free to uh, check out all the good shit he's probably got to post too. I I don't follow him, but I'm going to as soon as this shit's over with. So there we go. uh, next is another segment uh that's usually headed up by Sean. He likes to get us involved in all the Columbus sports segments. We like to say we are not a sports podcast, but usually we get on these topics and then we can't stop. It's just one of those things yeah. and we try to make the episodes a short enough amount of time where people actually want to listen and then they end up going for <laughs> an hour and an hour half or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh but he actually shortened it up this time. That way we can have more questions for you. So yeah, I'm going right. to let him hit yeah, it because he's, he's got something here on the prep sheet that I honestly have no idea what the hell he's talking about. And I, I asked him earlier, I'm like, dude, what, what is this? And he was like, just wait till we start the episode. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know. And I was like, all right, fine. So I'll so, let him uh, tell us what it there. is. Yeah. yeah.
0: So anyone who knows me knows I'm not a baseball fan at all. And I hate baseball. But – I think this is the, one of the most, like, weirdest and most insane facts that I've heard within the past week. So, Braves won the, what the, what do they call it, the Baseball Championship Series? The World the Series. World series. Yeah. series huh? They won Cheers. that thing last week, right? And uh, so they've won it three times. 1957, 1995, and 2021. So 1957, they were the Milwaukee Braves, but 1995 and 2021, Atlanta Braves, right? All three times they've won the World Series. Auburn's QB, the last name is Nicks, Nix and Ajax. So 1957, Lloyd Nix was the quarterback for Auburn. They won the World Series. 1995, Patrick Nix, quarterback for Auburn. They won the World Series, and this year, of course, Bo Nix. Quarterback for Auburn, Braves won the World Series. Isn't that nuts? This is fucking con- real
1: conspiracy th- theory that's shit. That's I was right just there. about to say. Like, that is
2: a hundred percent some conspiracy shit. And the next time there's a Knicks quarterback, I'm putting my house on the Braves <laughs> to win the World Series <laughs> to become a millionaire like right. immediately. You have to. I feel like at
0: that point, it's not an anomaly; it's a pattern. Right?
1: I said three times you're, you're breaking the curse or yeah. rule threes or something like that. I'd yeah, say so. there's something out there for it. Right.
2: Well, and that would be the thing, though. I would bet my house or something on the next time there is isn't no, a, and no. then they wouldn't win. Right. They would go to the World Series and they'd lose. <laughs> and I'd be like,
3: wow. Okay. Bullshit.
2: So, apparently, Sean's thing's bullshit. Right. He <laughs> so, that was up the tree. Right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> Given the, the small amount of notes I did for the sports segment this week, I thought that was pretty interesting. One thing I also wanted to mention, I didn't put it in the notes, but the Metropolitan League for the NHL, killing it right now. That's the league the Blue Go Jackets. Go Jackets. Are in. So the the la- the team that's in last in the Metropolitan League would be set the 7th seed right now in the playoffs. That's so crazy. It's pretty nuts. I'm pretty sure the Jackets are like 7 and 3 and they were picked to be like last. dead
2: last in the NHL.
0: Yeah. Dead last, yeah. which I don't pretend to be a hockey fan. Um I'm trying to be since I live in a town that has a hockey team now. You have to. Uh they didn't have much hockey out in Hawaii, so um, not a fan favorite. This sport. is a first. But I think it's pretty awesome. Uh pretty excited to that the uh Jackets and the Metropolitan are doing a, a good job and um hopefully we can hit a hit a match or two this year and a match? What is this soccer? Crank some brewski's. I don't know. It's, it's hockey. Game? What are they call Yeah, it? I, think, I it's actually, a hockey match. I think it's a hockey, hockey game. Hockey, no, it's not a hockey game. game. It's a hockey match. Hockey
1: match. All right. You're saying it with confidence. So I,
0: I know. And honestly, you, but I don't after, after,
2: after what you said earlier about the one thing with the tree, <laughs> and after and the voting, Japanese tree, yeah, and I, the whole I, thing. Yeah. We had a conversation this summer about something about squirrels, and you said some shit. Squirrel <laughs> facts. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I honestly believe that. And so did my wife. And then 10 minutes later, he goes, yeah, I don't know. That's I don't think that's true.
3: And I'm you like, did all the dude, that, like
2: that. <laughs> felt so real. like not every sense. time we in Virginia.
1: You always had some random fact that would end up being absolutely not true. Hey, but we would go with it I for the longest it. time. I love it.
0: It's all right, buddy. It's, uh, you know, ignorance is bliss, love some it. would say. Love so. it.
2: It's good out of you.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Buckeye basketball. So, they're playing tonight. They
2: won by 10, by the way, but I don't want to go too far. They won 84-74 against
0: Niagara. 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 All right. Well, so they're 2-0, but last week they played a tough game versus Akron. We were actually recording during that episode. Crackron. Crackron. So, I don't know if you saw this, Mafie, but... They won on a last-second shot from our boy Zed Key against Akron. Akron.
1: I mean, you love to see a win, but you hate to see it go that
0: way. Right? It It was was rough, dude.
2: Yeah. I mean, luckily, Akron is—they won the MAC last year in the COVID season. So, like, it's not like they're bad. They had a ton of veteran players, and Chris Holtman, literally the whole— like week leading up in press conferences was talking about how good they actually were. And so, but you're thinking, all right, we have so many good players. There's no way that a team like Akron is going to compete. Cause if we played them in football, it'd be 60 to seven. Yeah. So you just automatically think in, even in basketball, it's going to be a hundred to 50 or, you know, some random shit. They kept it tight the whole way. It looked like for a minute we were going to lose.
0: We were gonna lose. We got lucky, right? We got lucky. Holman drew up
2: a fantastic play for the last play, and Malachi Branham, our freshman, had the like freshman ability, which you don't expect him to. Usually, you'd think he'd probably make a mistake to make that pass to Zed for the for the layup, and we win the game. Like it's
0: to give you insight. Like it came down so Akron. We were up by two. And Akron came down, thinking they're getting the final shot, right? Yeah. Came down, hoisted up a three, and EJ Liddell fouled him on the three, and they made it. Oh, my God. Yeah. We are up by three. They fouled him on the three and made it. Made the fi- free throw. So, they went up, by, went and up by one. They the last had a four-point play, in the la- and then we had the ball with six seconds left. And luckily, we got the final shot, and it worked out, but... I don't want to press the panic button yet. I think this team has a lot of room to grow, but I think they can only keep Malachi Branham off the floor for so long. I think it's the same situation with Travion Henderson. You can only keep the guy off the of floor so long before you can deny that he deserves to be on the floor. Right. Like. Yeah. Every time, I mean just from that one game cuz I didn't get to watch tonight because it was on BS BTN Plus or whatever. Yeah, which we weren't going to pay for for <clears> just But while tonight. he was out there, he was making the passes, he was driving to the hole and he was getting guy shots. So I think I think we'll we'll be a decent team this year. I think they'll grow, but at the end of the day, I think uh I think think we need some uh, improvement here. Um where are we at time-wise?
2: 47 minutes. We're, we're, oh, we're doing just fine. Doing this is actually perfect. quicker than I thought we'd get through this because yeah. usually we're lost in the sauce by now and arguing about <laughs> right. some
0: dumb shit that doesn't even matter at this rate. So as far as the next discussion, I think it's a discussion we can all play in, is the uh,
1: college football playoff. Oh, boy.
0: So, Rafe, what are what are your thoughts on the college football playoff? Do you think we're good at four teams? Do you think we should have more teams yeah. in?
1: i love to see it go to a larger playoff. Uh, to me, it seems like using the, the championship games or your conference championship games as a way to buy in again into the playoffs isn't... Like just turn those into playoff game, like additional playoff games, because we're leaving teams out that could potentially do well, and kind of like yeah, like like uh, like March Madness, where like you have that nobody team who comes up and is suddenly on ups, right, running upsets and, and makes it you know close to a championship. Yeah. And I think you could get more out of the you know out of the playoffs if you had a larger playoff. I think just logistically with. How many games you would have to have to make that happen might be a little unrealistic. Yeah, I mean I love college football anyway, so if anything to extend a season, games, or make more better, games, right? I won't complain. I'm sure Daphne yeah. would. Um, uh, they you know, got to play 17 hey, like,
0: games if they go to re- the NFL. I was going like- to say they're
2: pre- the, like that would kind of prep them for the NFL at some rate. Like they're playing what 12 games in a season right now, mm-hmm. then the college football playoffs. So you're potentially tops. adding two more. Yeah. And, like, if you make it, let's say, 12 teams, then you're adding, what, four games? Yeah. Well, it depends on if
0: they get a bye. So it's three if they get a bye.
2: Right. But let's just say four games if you fill all 12 spots. So now you're at 16 weeks right there. And I think you cut it off at that point. You're still two weeks shy of what the, you know, or one week shy of what the NFL season is now. Yeah. And I mean, you're at least getting these kids a chance to understand like what their bodies are probably gonna go through. And on top of that, like, when you're in the NFL, you're not managing a like your schooling, your education and all the shit that goes with that. Like you're going home. You're going to practice. You're going to your game. You're traveling. Whatever. Football
1: is your school, at that point.
2: exactly. You're yeah. Studying
1: football.
2: Right, and that's why I honestly think it should be twelve teams, but I think you shorten the season a little bit more. I think you play two out of conference games instead of four. Yeah. And then you play your normal in conference schedule, which is usually what eight games or so. So you play ten, and then you go into your extra four games. So you give the can- the kids a chance to still, like, learn, because that's ultimately what they're really there at school for, even though it doesn't seem like it. They're really there to play the, the sport. Yeah. yeah, right. But at the same time, like, you still want them to feel like they're going to learn something from what they're doing. So... I mean, and usually two of the out-of-conference games anyway are just trash teams. Like yeah, we, we used to play a, a, a Crackern or a freaking. We haven't been doing
0: that. lately. When no. yeah,
2: when UC no. was bad, we played UC or we'd play OU. Hey,
0: no. hey, 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 but, but yeah, hey. because they, they, cause they hey.
2: were they were good though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hey. Popcats. That's all right. We beat Brutus' ass. Always. That's all you could do. Tackle the mascot. Yeah, we couldn't tackle anyone else. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's why I'm down with 12 teams. And I think, like like you said before, like in NCAA March Madness, like think about all the 16 seeds. We finally had one beat a one seed. Yeah, they didn't make it past the next round. Who cares? But giving that team a shot, like especially in college football, most teams that are in that top 12 – if, if you're going to go that route, it's probably going to be something about, like, Big 12 winner, Big 10 winner, SEC winner, whatever's going to get in. But most times, you're looking at, like, a one-loss team at most. I don't think you're st- – even with 12 teams, I think it'd be rare to get a two-loss team in. Yeah. And in a college football season with 12 games, to only have one loss – It's a pretty big deal. In the, in the Power Five, to only have one loss, it's a huge deal. Yeah. If you're talking about the American – like, if Cincinnati lost two or one, I don't think you could you're you could do it. it. No. But an undefeated Cincinnati, give them a shot. Let them – I mean, look at their game last year against Georgia. They lost by three. Yeah. yeah. Like, they proved, okay, on any given Saturday, we legit have a chance. And that's why even this year, I think – I mean, I want the Buckeyes to get in before them because of being a Buckeye fan. But – I would love to see him get a shot again. Yeah. Or, I mean, not again because they haven't ever made it, but they played What's Georgia kind of last year. Yeah, the just, the real just full playoffs, see what so. happens. Yeah.
1: See what happens. Because,
2: you know what, if they do win one, yeah. the committee's mind is immediately going to go, oh, oh yeah. we got an undefeated blah, blah, blah in here. Versus that's, a
1: one-loss Cincinnati. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be like, oh, hey, we choose Cincinnati. You Let's know. give them a shot. Yeah. yeah. And yeah.
2: I think that's just going to be better for the betterment of college football, not just... You know the American Conference. It's going to be good for all those teams that are not in the Power Five. If you go undefeated, you're still playing Division One caliber teams. I mean, p- potentially you get like a Notre Dame on your schedule. You get that one out of conference that's big, and you and you win that game. Yeah, throw them in there. Give them a shot. Let's see what happens. Wow. I mean, they're yeah. not going to get throttled like Notre Dame nor- normally does. They they proved that last year i feel like even and it wasn't Notre a college Dame. football playoff game, you know what i mean another games just
0: and i agree mostly with everything you say here's been my argument for with my college buddies for the past week yes exper- i could even take it down to 8 i like 12 i could even take it down to 8 but you take it down to 8 and go back to the BCS ranking system.
2: We talked about that a little bit get last year. Get rid yeah. of
0: the playoff committee.
2: It's, it's yeah. all money based.
0: I am yeah. it's, Sorry. Honestly. Who
1: they want to see. And, which, yeah.
2: as an Ohio State fans, all of us, you can't be upset that it is money based because our team's going to get picked over pretty much anybody anytime we are somewhat close
1: to. On that borderline. Right. Yeah. They're going to
2: go, they're going to travel. They're going to play a hard game. They're going to bring us in a lot of money merchandise-wise and blah, blah, blah. That's why they want to do it. But as a fan, nobody wants to see games played for money that we're never going to see. We want to see football that is going to be exciting. Here's the thing, though.
0: When you look at it from the money perspective and you realize money plays a factor, you have to realize that because money plays a factor, it shapes the narrative. And this is what I try and tell everyone. Everyone, Of course, all of us, Big Ten, Ohio State people talk about the SEC bias. Well, when it comes down to money, guess what? Money comes from who shapes the narrative in college football or in sports? It's ESPN, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who owns the SEC and the SEC network? ABC, who owns ESPN? They're all under the same umbrella. That's why you have teams like Arkansas this week getting ranked number 25 so that Alabama has their extra ranked, One ranked win. One-ranked team. They get the right? yeah. Meanwhile, Penn State isn't ranked, and they beat Auburn, Auburn. and Wisconsin, who are both ranked.
1: Yeah. That's a and of lost a close
0: game at home to, to Ohio, Ohio State. State. And the lost to
2: Iowa by close The to, committee
0: yeah. every year says they take injuries to account. They only lost to Iowa because they lost their starting quarterback after the first quarter, and then things fell apart. And then, they, of course, they lost to Illinois while Sean Clifford was literally hobbling around out there like frickin' uh, Quasimodo. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, just a
2: hunchback, bro. He's yeah. not... Yeah. It
0: was, I mean, it just makes no sense. That's that's like I want to take the human element out of college football rankings. Like, I... I feel like no one would be against the BCS if there was a playoff system involved. Because the only thing that sucked about the BCS is you could have four undefeated teams and only two of them get to play for the championship. Right. Yeah. Right? So and if you add a playoff to the BCS system... It's perfect. Right. And that's what I said from And it takes the human element out.
2: That's what I said to you the other day. If you put the statistics in, like, you know, strength of schedule and, uh, like... The other factors that made the BCS great, which also made the BCS shit at the time, because it's literally they just took the two best teams, no matter what their records might have been, and thrown them into the game. Like, I feel like now if you put that algorithm algorithm together, maybe changed a couple of the uh, the things like put more of an emphasis on the strength of schedule or like how many ranked opponents you play, different things like that, and then you put your top eight or your top 12 together, you're going to get... Matchups that are exciting to watch every single time, and on top of that, all the sports books now, with all gambling being legal in so many places, you're going to get so much money bet on those playoff games, yeah, because you're like, Oh, look at why they the algorithm put these two together because they could see that you know, this is a
1: good match this This offensive line
2: against this defensive line, this linebacking core against these running backs, these corners against these white, like. That's what is gonna make that so awesome, but until they get to that point, it's all this thing where it's just like, all right, you guys have money, and your records' good, your your yeah, you fans will. are gonna travel well, yeah, we'll throw you in like yeah. I mean not, I mean so it beautiful. happened it happened to the Buckeyes when we won the national championship in twenty fourteen I mean, we probably shouldn't have got in. But we did get in that fourth spot. That was we the ended Baylor up winning. Year, right. right, we yeah. ended up getting in, oh, which was great, and we won the whole thing. So twenty first ever.
0: Good, yeah. good, good for us. Good year.
1: Graduation but, year. Year <laughs> <laughs> I left Ohio State. It was right. the year really we won. Yeah. Good year. Oh man, great year. Just
2: one of those things. I mean, so I, it's hard to knock it, but at the same time, it's like, let's get a real ag- algorithm about how the teams are actually playing and not just. 12 people sitting right. in a room going, this it's, is why we like them. It's 2021. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We all agree, ske- strength of schedule matters. Yeah. Like, how can we not plug this into some, like, just Excel spreadsheet? Somebody's like, got yeah.
1: one somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it has to. has like, to. You tell me that, like, humans don't have bias. Right. It's like, it's a completely unbiased system, like... No, I hate this it. This guy doesn't you know, dislike this team at all for no reason whatsoever. I mean, Despite it benefiting yeah. Ohio State, I hate yeah, it. it. I don't it's, think it's good. It's
0: made college football dull. Yeah. And the thing is, the thing that used to be great about the BCS was the Rose Bowl matter, the Sugar yeah. Bowl matter, the Fiesta Bowl matter. All those, those were good those bowl games. <laughs> December football was great.
1: Yeah, it it's mattered. Competitive.
0: No, it's like if it's not a New Year's Eve or a New Year's Bowl, New Year's Six Bowl, no one cares. Even honestly, if it's not a New Year's Four Bowl, who cares? Like besides the Notre Dame fan who's watching Notre Dame play in some (laughs) fucking sugar bowl that no one cares about, or Michigan because that's the only bowls they can make that mean anything.
2: I almost said our president is on the board, but what I meant to say is our athletic director is on the board that picks the teams for the college football player and – I, I don't. How I can want, you say
1: there's no bias in that? That's system what I mean. Yeah, you're like, especially when you're, putting, putting, you're, putting, from you're putting
2: athletic directors from <laughs> schools that are competing to get in it. Hey, in well, it like, <laughs> who am I going
1: to choose? I, like oh, like Condoleezza. Oh, like, really? Right?
0: Yeah.
2: Condoleezza Rice was on the playoff committee. Condoleezza Rice was on the committee. She almost was the GM of the Browns. Right. Wait, really? My yeah, she got interviewed. You don't remember that story a couple of years ago no. when they were interviewing for GMs? They were like, "We're gonna interview Condoleezza Rice." Hey. It never—I don't think it ever actually happened. But they legit like set something up, and they're like, "We're just interviewing people." Like we—I
1: mean, that's the most Browns thing to do. Oh, like, and I'm, God, a I'm a Browns for fan for life. Too. Oh, Grew up a Browns fan. Yeah. Live with disappointment my entire life. Factory of sadness, dude. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Hey. Before
0: we get down the Brown sadness hole, let's stay on the
1: high side. <laughs>
0: we go got
2: to get to the end of this. So yeah, we can get to the question. Let's stay on the high side. So we got
0: OSU Purdue. We'll give our quick thoughts. Um, so you're going to the game. What do you think's going to happen
1: tomorrow? Uh, I'm nervous, man, because I don't know if you remember. <laughs> What was it like two years ago? In the Tyler Track of the game. I was ago. there. Yeah. Because we were watching it at your apartment <laughs> in Virginia, and as we're sitting here just, just watching this game unfold, and that was probably one of the worst football games I have yeah. watched in my my recent history. That was the week after the comeback, the amazing the comeback, comeback win at Penn from State. Penn State yeah. that we were shouting, yeah. just screaming like we almost. I think we turned that almost turned that game off. Four times and said like they lost. Like, yeah, I'm so terrible. sad they yeah. lost. But we didn't, we didn't as good Buckeye fans and right. And then we get together like oh this is just Purdue like no big deal, and they just ran train on us. So I'm nervous because I haven't been to a Buckeyes game in uh probably since 2014. Okay. Um, so you know as a the, the comeback game. So we it can now blame spells you. Spells well. You can blame me yeah. if, they, if anything happens. I think Ohio State they got it. You know they're. They've significantly improved since week one. Yeah. So uh, fun this fact looks so of much that. More
0: comfortable. Uh, Purdue has the most wins over a top five team in the history of college football.
1: Uh.
0: When they're going in as an underdog, they have seventeen wins over a top five team. they the next closest is uh, ten or eleven. So
2: I'm gonna be honest. So my, buddy Cam- my good buddy Cameron, he went to Purdue. I went to Ohio State. And we had a thing since we were both in college when we met that we went to every single Ohio State-Purdue game together, whether it was at Purdue in West Lafayette or if it was here. This is the first year that we are not going to it because he has mm-hmm. to go to a wedding and I'm also going to a wedding Pssh. tomorrow. And uh, I was at the Tyler Trent game two years ago when we lost and I was wearing a black coat over my Buckeye jersey we lost I zipped my coat up and stormed the field (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to not be with my buddy Cameron I love the Buckeyes more than anything but if you could have heard some of the fans destroying me at the beginning of the game for cheering every time the Buckeyes did something great. And we'll by the time wasn't
3: a Right. <laughs>
2: and, and then realizing, okay, I'm the only Buckeye fan in a sea of Purdue people right here in this corner it's sector. Dangerous. I zipped my coat up immediately and stormed the field like Purdue was my team. I was dapping up Purdue offensive <laughs> linemen like it was my job, dude. It mm-hmm. was... And Cameron and I still talk about that, like hilarious. But he was also we the first game we ever went to together was the game when Kenny Guyton led us back to beat Purdue in the shoe. Oh, Kenny!
0: G. Kenny
2: G. Man. Cameron and I talk Kenny. about this every time. We left the game with however much time left because it looked like we were going to lose, and we we leave we pass a bar on the way back to my apartment. And they're like, Buckeyes are about to score. They can, like, take it to overtime. They could win the game. And we're like, what? We just left. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? Like, be horrible. And so we always say, like, all right, both of us have been through the spectrum. Like, the Buckeyes won that game. We were there. We left. We had to watch the end of it in the bar. Buckeyes ended up winning. It was great. I go for the Tyler Trent game. We lose. So like, maybe it's a good thing Storm, you're not going to this game. I'm going. Exactly. Going to be, I feel like the Buckeyes are going to win bit.
1: because of the fact that Man, you're I'm going hoping. and not us. Yeah. We've got all the fam going. So I we'll... mean, my quick thoughts on it
0: uh, this is the first team that's going to pa- like pass the ball on us all year. I mean, it's the first team that's got a passing attack that we've played outside of Oregon, which I don't count those first two games because we were still learning our team. Yeah. So it's going to be a challenge. I think. Think we'll win, but I'm kind of nervous. I'm, I'm worried about our secondary getting exposed. So, uh, my prediction I'd say we're going to be, I'm putting 44 21. I think we're going to put points up, but I think they're going to put points up too. I think. And we have a powerhouse
1: offense. It's just that. Yeah. I, hopefully, bit. our
0: offense can score in the red zone this week because we're like a 20%. Red zone scoring percentage right now over the last two weeks, um, but I think we're gonna put some points up. What do you got, Caleb?
2: I got thirty-five, ten. 35, I think we're gonna 10. score, but like first I think we're half
0: hold them to ten points. Honestly,
2: I think we will, and I think it's gonna be close in the first half. I think halftime you're looking at ten-seven. We we're losing, or we're looking at like seventeen, ten. We're winning by seven, but then. We make adjustments at halftime with our defense, and we figure out how to stop their passing attack. Because besides their passing attack, no one's ever discussed their running ability because it is non-existent.
0: Yeah. So no, if we it's can a little barbecue. better if it, we can right.
2: commit to that. If we know. can figure out exactly what it is to stop, which it's 100 percent probably going to be the passing game when they threw for 500 yards last week against yep. Michigan State, like that's what it's going to take. I think yeah mike what do you think
1: uh i'm a bit of a pessimist i like to you know growing up believe that snow days weren't going to happen so i never got disappointed <laughs> uh and that that's proven well for me in life so i'm gonna go 28 21 buckeyes though love it. Ooh, keep a close, close game one. but yeah you know, that's a old school low scoring yeah I'm, I'm gonna have for game. a gold slug out big 10 right. game good offense and defensive mix but i'm um, I'm confident in the Buckeyes I get a little nervous before every game Yeah. It's... yeah.
0: and I'll close it out on this to win the Natty, we gotta win 5 games first ranked teams basically unless Michigan shits the bed and loses 2 in a row like we gotta beat Purdue ranked Michigan State ranked Michigan ranked Big Ten champion ranked this Semi-finals ranked. Six games. Six ranked games in a row. That's tough. I don't know if any team's uh, done we, that.
2: We could do it. And if we did, make me another documentary about losing two straight starting quarterbacks and have Cardell Jones come in and win and win and win and win. The next. They're known for writing a story. Come back
0: kids. Right? I mean, I'm just saying, it. that'll probably be a first. Six ranked games to close yeah. out of the year. I mean, that's, that's tough. So they do just beat Michigan State, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. let's get into what everyone came here for because everyone wanted to hear what Mike Rafe had to say. For I don't know if that's true. We, yeah, hey, I'm here questions. to
2: provide
1: some we, information.
2: Before we even get to this, we've made an hour and ten minutes of just the shit. We've talked about before this. And now we got a great Q&A coming right here. <laughs> this might end up being our longest episode. Uh, and we,
0: hit all, we hit two hours. No, we time. got
2: one. I think we got 138. And I think this one probably will hit two.
1: We're here to set PRs, you know. Yeah. That's
2: all right. But th- that's the thing. When you get a guest on that people are interested in hearing shit about and the questions
0: we've got. Hey, you got to stay for the good stuff. That's right. You got to muddle through all the BS that we talk about for an hour the and ten BS minutes, that we talk about. You, you every, fight through our lack of yeah, knowledge on exactly, hops,
1: exactly. And you get some information out of it.
2: Well, I'm going to start it because, obviously, I this is my first time meeting you, Mike. Sean knows you, so I'm going to start with the hardest fucking question you're going <laughs> to get all night. And you and I, being Ohio State people, okay, yeah. both going to school there, I have to know what your favorite bar on campus was to go to
1: because mine wow. was
2: outer end i've said that in a past episode but there's so many good bars to go to so we got the fans got to know we got to know your oh, favorite place
1: man. i loved outer end and i feel like i got <laughs> cheated out of there because i didn't turn 21 until my senior year so my <laughs> fake they were the toughest on fake ids my fake id Got rejected there multiple times, oh, so I didn't get a Tim, lot of good out of him. Tim
2: it. will fucking throw you out yeah, in a was minute. Yeah, he was not He
1: looked no. at my horrible Pennsylvania ID and just told me to. At least gave it back to me every time. So God okay, bless. Yeah, he would soul never take like, it away. Yeah, King rocks guy. <laughs> he was not afraid. Man, that's that's a real hard one. I would say it was a mix. Uh, big fan of twos, okay. which I know is yeah, R.I.P. Safe uh, twos, but yeah, safe twos, and what's that? Two's was this
2: bar in a basement, and they ended up selling the building, but before the building was sold, like, I guess technically it was sold, but they let the bar stay open. And, like, they put these – there were signs at basketball games, every sporting event that was, like, hashtag save Twos, uh, which okay. was – yeah. I was out of there in 2015, so I was right after you, and that was the height of it.
1: Yeah, because I feel like everything – changed. like, after I left in 2014, yeah. I, like, I came back, my sister – just graduated last year, came back. It's her like sophomore year, and everything was different. Right, like all the bars had changed around. Uh, I twos was great. Just that, uh, like I love the little basement bar yeah. right next to Insomnia. Yeah, uh, get a good cookie on the way out. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I'm trying to think of what was North Campus we always went to. Um. I we spent a lot of time at like library. Honestly, really? Jesus like Christ! All the people. ugly tuna
0: stories are. Well, okay,
1: ugly tuna senior year was that was just a shit show though. It I always was.
2: is. It you never are not I shitty mean, at ugly a, tuna. Like dollar it's a fe- dollar yeah. drink
1: happy hour. Yeah. And we would go in, and every person would purchase twenty, either vodka sodas, Long Island iced <laughs> Long teas. I- Dude, I'd go there. i give me five Long um, Island. Start. Let's go. South, yeah. So, 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 North Campus, we would go a little more chill. and get library, Mid Campus, you hit twos, and then Ugly Tuna's, where it was just the absolute shit show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watching Shul, our buddy Shoal there drinking. But we had
0: we were talking about Shoal earlier. Oh I was talking about how he has a story. Drinking garbage, yes, he's got a story
1: for everything. Him drinking garbage beers there, just walking uh, around and like every beer he could find on the table, just drinking and doing fishbowl races. <laughs> oh, it was. Jesus. We had a lot of people who get thrown out of there. Uh, great time, Sheesh. though. Yeah. Really? See, and,
2: and Tuna, great place. I loved going yeah. there, too. The library I went to one time, and they gave me a skunked beer, I swear. Oh. And so I got turned off. My spot on North Campus, I lived on North Campus pretty yeah. much the whole time, even when I moved off campus. I went to the Thirsty Scholar. Bubba, oh, the owner, okay. is my dude. I have shirts with his face on it. Well, when's like, he
0: coming on, bud?
2: <laughs> we're gonna have to film the episode
0: Next, yes. at
2: Thirsty Scholar, yeah. I think. We like we have to, and he probably listens, which is the the cool thing about it. He, he's such a cool dude. Shout out to Bubba. Uh, yeah, shout out Bubba. But uh, yeah, I mean, you you've said places that are are hundred percent spot like places that all the kids went to i wish everyone got to experience twos like we got to yeah i watched that 2014 national championship in twos
1: oh really yeah
2: and scott the owner passing out bottles of champagne to everybody with two minutes left in the fourth like it was legendary dude and now he's got threes Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if you've been back there. I haven't actually even been in that bar, but been it's been the old yet. Scarlet and Grey Cafe right there on oh, really? High Street right next to um, Little Bar. Okay. That's now Threes. Oh, and then really? he I also bought a Little place bar. actually downtown, like in the short north, called Fours. Oh. Yeah.
0: What's the next five? Probably.
2: I think he's skipping right to sixes. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. But Goodness. yeah, I mean, it. But twos was such a great place. I wish yeah. more people got to experience that place like we got to. We were probably the last dying breed that the dying
1: breed got of those to have, have to that, that. Yeah. Twos. Uh-huh. I was introduced to the tidal wave shot. Oh. I mean, so many almost fights started there from that. I mean, right? how many
2: people did you were you like. Let's go to twos for your 21st so you can have a tidal wave. Because they had no idea what the hell it was. Zero idea. And then you duck under the bar.
1: Yeah. I've introduced people to the tidal wave. <laughs> yeah, we were really? in Albuquerque in September. Uh, we were going to some training in uh, Arizona. So we stopped for a night in Albuquerque. And we were just at the random hotel bar. Got the rest of the team there. We're drinking. Uh, eventually to the point where everyone's taking shots. And I told my one buddy, I was like, hey, man, just go order a tidal wave. And I like, pulled the bartender aside and told her, "Like, hey man, just all you gotta do, like, just throw a cup of water in his face." And she wouldn't do it, so I was like, "All right, give me the cup of water. Just give him a shot of blue Caracao. Yeah. And he gets to take it, and I just from the side, <laughs> get <a> tidal wave. <laughs> Had no idea what's coming. It was just it was a great thing though. that everyone's like, "What the fuck was that? No. It's a tidal wave, you know?" The, I mean, the best was like on a
2: Friday night when it's packed. Yeah. And, and then, then you, you get the order a tidal wave. <laughs> People that aren't <laughs> even a part of your party—they're <laughs> they're just getting hit oh, with the so water. Much like, oh, Friendly fire. Oh,
1: what the yeah.
2: hell? Oh, dude, that was I like bounces were down
1: there simply for to stop fights from tidal waves oh, man, I'm, I'm surprised like, I never 100%. got a tidal wave
0: at Bullock. What the heck happened? Man? Well, we can go to yeah, three. Like, we can go to three There's still time. Yeah. Uh, we, we can, might see it coming, but we'll make sheesh. it happen.
1: We'll figure something
0: out. All right. Well. Before I get into my first question, I guess we probably should have done this at the beginning of the question segment. Uh, Because
2: I didn't look at your question, so I just jumped Uh, in. Why
0: don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? What do you do? What are you doing now?
1: Obviously, we know you went to Ohio State now. So Yeah. uh, So, from Ohio. Cleveland born. uh, Lived up there first few years of my life, and then... uh, Moved down to Westerville, Ohio, um, and then pretty much spent the rest of the time growing up Lewis Center area. Uh, went to Ohio State for college, and then graduated 2014. So I got to meet Sean. Then a good old Virginia. Uh, currently still in the army, going on seven, going on to eight years now. Um, Sheesh. Yeah, long, long old time. Didn't even know. Uh, sneaks up on you. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I'm currently out in Colorado uh, in uh, 10th Group out there, so just got a good old job change. And what part on. of the Army is 10th Group? So 10th Group is in, uh, it's a 10th Special Forces group, okay. so... Special uh,
2: Forces! Fuck Special like Forces. Delta Farce, <laughs>
1: that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, made a good old career change out of logistics, decided to need something better, and... Went on special farces and enjoyed it ever since. There we go. Great overview.
2: I don't think Sean thought about this at the very beginning when he was like, hey, I'm going to have my buddy Mike on for the podcast this Friday, knowing that Veterans Day was yesterday.
1: It kind I of lines up veterans it day. It couldn't That's have
2: lined right. up any more perfectly. I mean, I even texted Sean yesterday, and I was like, happy Vets Day, bud, thanks. And he was like, thanks, man. And I said, what'd you do today? And he goes, got a free sandwich from Hardee's. <laughs> and I was like, that's, Hell, that's, that's literally, life. are you kidding me? That's like, it right there. I wanted him to be like, Wait, drank a half bottle of Jack Daniel's and <laughs> <laughs> said, who, said I got, hoorah 1500
3: times. spicy
0: chicken biscuit from Hardee's, baby. <laughs> for free. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so this is one of the favorite questions I always loved when I was asked when I was in the military, so I'll ask you, because I don't think we ever got this deep when we were back in the day. So, why you? What made you join the army?
1: Oh man, Uh, I've actually thought about this one because I keep getting asked it, and honestly, I hadn't given much consideration to it uh, through most of high school or anything, other than like you know what you see in video games and you like, oh, yeah, whatever, that's the Army, like, never think of it. And then um my dad, being a high school principal, he got to talk to all the recruiters, everyone who came through all of his school and stuff, and he got a bunch of information from them, and he honestly, he probably pitched me better than most of the recruiters, and they should, you know, talk to him eventually of, like, between all the, you know, the benefits that you get from not only being in the Army – uh Education, you get the like all the healthcare, all the uh, you know good stuff out of that. Guaranteed job, but then you know the service piece to it, and I think it's kind of something like he always wanted to do, didn't end up doing. Um, and he kind of sold me on that, and I eventually was like, I've been off, and I don't think I truly understood it until I was in, and after that, uh, you know, you get the the great like service to country stuff because. You, you see what you're doing, and uh, and then obviously like meeting all the different people. So I did you know.
0: did you get the Were you a four year scholarship? I did. There?
1: I got the four year. The so Air Force turned me down. Uh, they said I was unqualified to get their scholarship. Each shit. Clearly Force, they can suck it. it. it yeah. Air Force. Yeah. Be doing
0: paperwork uh, somewhere. Yeah. Right see, now. honestly,
1: it saved me though because then I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Um, I would be a special weather man or whatever right. they have, and yeah, so, uh, I think it was like a week later. I went and interviewed with the uh, the professor of military science at Ohio State, and he recommended me for a four year scholarship. So the qualifications are a little different, Air Force, Army, but uh, I won't complain. Got got me education at Ohio State, so right. that's pretty badass. And what did so, you he, major in while you're there? Uh, business marketing. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right, well, let us know how to market the podcast. So. Ooh, yeah, if, if
2: we
1: could just hire you
0: for free to start. i <laughs> will to... be a little rusty on my marketing skills. It's been eight years I since say, I've taken a got,
2: class. But you uh, got other shit to worry about. The marketing yeah, and business is probably the last thing you're worried about. I'll figure something out with that, yeah. You know? Before I get to my second question, I have to know, this is completely off topic. Have you ever seen the show Outer Banks?
1: I've seen parts of
2: it. Does anyone ever call you Rafe?
1: Uh, he yeah. killed. He killed a couple of
2: people. He's a weird guy in the show. So there was someone named like, Rafe on the show. There was. Yeah, he was. Uh, it wasn't Mafe, though. Uh, it wasn't Mafe. No, but that's. What I was like Mafe Rafe when He's you said. Mayf, I know when you said Mafe earlier. I don't I've the... called the... him
0: Rafe in my life. But I know Mafe is uncomfortable. Shoal, who came up with that? Or
1: was I don't that you, know. I don't know. One of you during Bullet? I've never been called Mafe before. I've been called. But
0: the amount of things I remember from Bullet. <laughs>
1: well my liver remembers
0: yeah
2: but i i i don't When we were just talking a minute ago i immediately started thinking about that and i went rafe Mafe, rafe's the last name. like hey i gotta
1: i've been called all of high school i was called rafe okay so uh and then the majority of like the first part of my army career i want to say is called rafe maybe they should have cast. And kind of started switching the first names and <laughs> right i had to switch it sounds up
2: sounds like they should have cast you maybe in the show you I mean, could have got out I of the army, filled it. that spot. Let's go for he it. He had a real rough character in that show. He's definitely going to prison. We're on ah. season three, and mm. he's going to jail. So maybe you wouldn't want to be that. I would do made for it. The guy
1: was all over
2: the map. Yeah. He
1: was all over the map. See, I can't watch the movie Pearl Harbor, because uh, his name is Rafe in that. And they really? say Rafe so many times, and kind of like, Freaks me out just yeah. hearing my last name yeah. consistently said, and it, it throws me. Like I can't watch all it. All
2: right, then yeah, probably don't watch Outer Banks then, because so, yeah, that guy's yeah. all
1: over the map. Don't but, do that. okay, watch myself be psycho. I'm wrong <laughs> <about it. laughs> my actual
2: question, which has nothing to do with Netflix. Uh, Sean has not done this, which we had a conversation about this before. But I have to know because I'm a loser and I've never done anything this cool. But describe to the audience and myself. And Sean, since he's also never done it. What's it like to jump out of an airplane?
1: Oh, man.
2: Like, uh, you're feeling from, like, are you freaked out from the jump before you get ready to go? And then when you're flying through the sky, like, are you just thinking about, okay, this is where I got to go land? Or are you like, holy shit, I'm flying in the air right now?
0: Real quick interjection. So, you're free fall now, right? Yeah. Are you Halo? yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you got different differentiate between first, Airborne very, and Halo. Very different. Yeah. Okay, see, I, see,
2: the audience and me know nothing yeah. about that. But I'm just talking in general
1: as someone who's never jumped out of a plane, probably never will. Um, so I will say, so the first, so I went to Airborne School in 20, 2016. Uh, so that one, Airborne School, you're jumping a lot lower. here, maybe at 2,000 feet you're you have a, a line attached to the back of your uh it's called like a pack tray so your chute your okay and as you jump out the door it is deploying your chute for you so within six seconds your chute is open you have a canopy overhead and then you're just kind of like a little dandelion seed and you're going to float to the ground uh the first you do five jumps in airborne school was absolutely terrified yeah. um and the only feeling i can describe is like i was getting on the plane and I knew the only way I was getting off that plane was, was by out. just jumping on out. and yeah. so you're just waiting there and you're standing up in line once until you stand up and you're, all, you're hooked up and everything and you see the little light turn green and it's just, you, your stomach drops out a little bit and you're like, ah shit I'm like, here we go again. And at that point you know nerves just take over and it's chaos because you jump out, you get blown by the, the prop blast you're yeah. thrown all over the place, shoot opens. Okay. Thank God. Right. Like step one complete. I got something over my head. I can start falling now. And then you're just trying to look out for everyone else and not like hit anyone in the air. And then you just land like a bag of shit and it hits and it hurts. Uh, Especially if there's any wind, it's just pulling you and not a great experience. Uh, So then I was I was fortunate enough at the end of the Q course, um, I went to. Uh, Military free fall school or HALO is the other word for it. What's
0: HALO stand for?
1: uh, High altitude, low opening. So that's one of the types of jumps you do. So you got to do HALO or Ho, which is high altitude, high opening. Okay. Uh, So this one, you are jumping out yourself. Uh, Most of our training jumps, we were starting at 13,500 feet. And you dive (laughs) out. That's like where my Delta flight is flying at, right? Like, you know
0: how I, many Millennium Forces that is, no, buddy? Uh, no,
2: but I'm saying like if I'm on my, if I'm on my Delta or my Southwest flight,
1: I think those go up to twenty some thirty thousand feet. Almost, okay, say. but Either it's pretty way, close. Up, they yeah. got, you got oxygen mask on, right? So above, if you're above ten thousand feet for a certain, I can't remember the certain duration, you have to have O2 mask. Yeah. So like our culmination jumps at to be considered. To graduate the military free fall course, you have to jump. We do a night jump. It's called a, you do a standoff. High altitude, high open. So you're a couple clicks away from a drop zone. Uh, kilometers. So you're, you're oh yes, yeah, so you, you're jumping out. Um, you go into free fall. So you're doing it with an O2 mask. So you're, you're breathing ox- supplemental oxygen. Uh, you have a ruck between your legs. So There's a big old backpack that makes you fly like shit. Okay. And a uh, weapon on your side and so you jump out uh, we pull we jumped at for those it was 12,000 feet you pull by 10,000 so you're pulling your own chute and then you are under night vision flying to a drop zone and uh, those jumps I would say during the course was a little more nervous Um, I just did another training in Arizona we did over the two weeks we jumped 29 times so we're doing three to four jumps a day and Mm -hmm. Doing those, you gain a lot of confidence. Yeah, yeah. So, at that point, like, at, at, towards the end, like, I, you didn't even care. Like, right. you're getting on the plane, you're just like, all right, hey, whatever, it's just another jump. And you, all your focus is like, all right, make sure I get a good exit, make sure I don't tumble, uh, you know, I want to, like, do everything, and then you're just flying, and you kind of get used yell, to it. Honestly. Do you yell
0: as you go out? Hell!
1: Or, like, I thought about bunga. it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I've yelled yeet a couple times, yeah. but it was mainly, like, you're just kind of walking up to the ramp, and, yeah. like we do more fun jumps sometimes so you don't have uh you don't have the rock, you don't have uh, some of your other equipment and those are real easy. So okay. we do those. But the majority of the jumps we do for training, you're we do a four second pull. So you, you jump out, uh, you dive for one second, you're turning for a second, uh moving your hand to go pull and then you pull. Okay. And so it's real quick, the free fall part is over real fast and okay. then you're under canopy and we're steering for seven, eight kilometers. Okay. All right. Now tell uh, us
0: about Halo, because that's the cool shit. Halo's is a fun one. So yeah. when you're under free fall, you're just falling. You're just falling, it's you're just falling like, for like a long time. Our High altitude, low opening. Well, yeah. No,
2: I, and I figured when he said Halo and hi-ho. Yeah, hey-ho. hey-ho. Or hey-ho. Hey-ho. I figured, okay, clearly one of them you're just falling for a long-ass time. Yeah. And then you pull shoot probably the last minute.
1: So we're... My my highest jump we did in the course was twenty thousand feet, and we pulled at five thousand feet. So you we free fall for fifteen thousand feet. Jesus, dude, and, that's
0: it, some call of duty
1: shit. Yeah, it's I funny to say it's kind of boring yeah. after a little bit. Um, because like I got out and they're like, hey, you can just kind of do whatever you want, but don't like don't try to move too much forward or back because if you can do what's called like a high lift track, right? So you're bringing your arms down to your side and that's how you create good forward movement. Right. To, because you don't want to be over someone when their chute opens. Right. Because at that point you're just a meat missile coming into them and it's going Yeah. The, big, old yeah. Meat. the old glizzy into the chute. Yeah. That's, that's not what you yeah. want. So, right. uh, at that point, you know, I, I did a couple turns and I'm just sitting there and you get out and we have like a heading. So I, you know, you jump out and I turned right and I'm just watching this mountain range that I knew was our, our little point. And you're just sitting there and keep looking at the altimeter, and I think it's like a good two minutes of free falling. Right, you just, you know, look at the altimeter again, you're like, man, it's only been another thousand feet, what the fuck's going on? And then you feel a temperature change at some point as like the air changes, and then you're just like waiting, and you're like, oh my God, we're getting closer, we're getting closer, and then you wave off and you pull, and at like that point, you like, oh my God, yeah. like it's been a minute. Like, now you just gotta steer to the ground, and I will say, the, the deceptive part of when you're under canopy is you're looking at your altimeter and we start our landing patterns around like a thousand feet. Okay. And so you're looking at the ground you're like it's not that high up. And you're coming in for your final part of the landing pattern at 300 feet. And I'm sitting there and it's like you don't realize how high 300 feet is. Like if I fell at this moment I would die. Right. But you're just like eh, it's only 300 feet. Well, like, it's not finish, that big a deal. Like, feet, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not that bad. And you're, just, you're just going and like, it, it's a great time. Um, yeah. Sheesh. It's a lot more technical of a skill than I you know, ever thought it would be. It's not just – you don't just jump out and you're – like, everything's fine and you can right. fall. Like, the wind hasn't – There's, actually, and there's, there's you stuff gotta you got to do and shit, full yeah. points performance and – it's a great time, though. Yeah, um, I was extremely, extremely lucky to, to get to go and, and do all that. So that's amazing. Same. I can't what? believe
0: I was in the same part of the army as this dude at one point. And you never and you jumped, jumped out of here a plane. jumping out of planes.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. I'll, I'll take freefall free any day. And I
0: don't. I don't, don't want it. Sucks. I don't want to allow- fall over a freaking – Anything I did in logistics, period. That's well, why I have logistics.
2: <laughs> well, and I don't want to elaborate on the question too much, but if you had to give an estimate, which you might know the number of how many times you've actually jumped out of a plane, because you said twenty-nine times this last time you trained. So, do so you think it's over a hundred?
1: No, I'm at, I'm at fifty-nine free fall jumps. Okay. And eleven static line. Okay. okay. So. Which
0: static line is like airborne. So we're so talking. I mean, we're air talking airborne.
1: seventy
2: times you've jumped out of a plane. Yeah. And like when you go up now, if someone like if you're going on a mission, let's say, or if, or it's not a mission, it's an operation. Is that what we said before? Because mm-hmm. missions yeah. not a thing. Mission's I thought it was a thing, called but it's, a mission. It's,
0: just different. Okay. Yeah. Well, and well, and so we're not going yeah. to
2: get too far. That I'm just a nerd-ass guy. that does what you doesn't, sound like, right. a,
0: a loser. <laughs> and so. that's what I sound like because at- yeah. I don't
2: know. But what I'm saying is, like, if whether it's you're going on an operation or you're going to a training, like, when you get to go up in that plane now, are you, like, do you even get freaked out anymore? Or are you just like, okay, I'm going for my 71st jump. Like,
1: yeah, I think it becomes kind of like second nature after a little bit. Like, uh, the first jump that you, after you haven't jumped in a while, it's like, okay, wait, I got to remember all these things. I got to do all this stuff. Right. I have to do, you know, X, Y, Z. I got to be ready for this and that and all these contingencies. And then after a while you just kind of like, you become like dulled to it because your brain has all those shortcuts already pre-built, and you're just like, okay, I already know what I got to do. I have all this stuff. I know what our heading is. I know all these things. I'm ready to go. And then at that point, it just kind of frees you up. And then you're mentally prepared to just go and execute. And it, it takes a little bit to get to that. And I would say like by the end of the last training, like we were all at that point where it was just like, all right, it doesn't really matter. We're just jumping out of our airplane. Right. It's another day. Um, I look forward to stuff like that because it gets me out of the office and I get to do fun things. you not yeah, just cool shit, yeah. my computer and yeah. type stuff, so right. it's always Which a
0: good We do do in the army, right? No, we and I believe do. a lot of that. My, honestly.
2: And I've told this to Sean. My cousin was uh, in the Marines. He was a green beret, and he talked about like different things that he got to do, in jumping out of planes, and like having to hold his breath underwater for X amount of minutes, and like just yeah, just all this different stuff, and so like him and I aren't really that close anymore he's older, he like he lives in Minnesota, we don 't talk or whatever, so never got the chance to be like describe to me what that feeling of jumping out of a plane's like, and so, as soon as Sean was like, oh, Mike 's jumped out of planes a lot, I was like. Let me put that question immediately because I want to know exactly what that feels like because I will probably never do that because I'm a pussy. And it's exhilarating. I don't know if I could ever do something like
1: that. It's deceptive. Uh, I'd gone tandem skydiving when I was in college, and the thing that's like the most wild part that you're going to find is the uh, height. It looks different because you're so high up at some point when you're doing freefall stuff that – you don't really realize how high you are. It's almost unreal, like, like surreal the entire time. Uh, Whereas with, like, normal airborne ones. Oh, night jumps, all you see is city lights. And it's actually kind of cool. It's good and bad, because at one point I was attempting to, because we have, you know, strobes on the back of our heads that are uh, infrared to follow each other. And uh, I was trying to follow the plane that was flying away. Because I thought it was one of the other jumpers. Because you really can't see that much. I'm like, man, that dude's going fast. Like, I cannot catch up to him to save my life. And then I see it bank to the side. I was like, yep, that's the plane. Like, fun. I'm gonna keep on heading then, and uh, hopefully find everyone else. And we did. It took a minute, but yeah, it was fun. One thing that's awesome that I love to talk about
0: um, was when I lived at Benning down in Georgia, where the where Airborne School is. I lived within my house that i had down there i could see the uh airfield yeah. where where they did the jumps
1: prior to
0: <laughs> yeah one of my yeah. favorite things was coming home from work when they were doing airborne school dude i would watch the guys running into other guys shoots <laughs> it's terrifying it's I watch like, that from the ground but when, when they're you're doing up
2: it. there and you're running into somebody shoot like is there somebody there that's gonna like rest, or you, no. you You gotta figure out how to get out of it yeah Yeah. I
1: mean, I mean you, you plan for sure. it you train for it yeah. you, I mean like train for it but like you have the contingencies you practice yeah. it before every time it's like oh yeah you gotta wave your you, gotta, you know, brush their lines off and swim out and do all this all other right. stuff that's terrifying
0: I oh, never yeah. wanna my be near any of that my favorite one was when I'd see a guy hit a pocket an air pocket uh, they' have like a thermal and he's just sitting up there he's literally yeah because so they jump out right and say there's 13 guys they'd all go down like obviously like this right because the first guy out's gonna be the first one yeah. down and then next yeah. next next you'd see a guy hit a thermal right and he'd be up just here sitting there. while all of these guys are going down and I was like, this guy has to feel like such He's an like, ass I'm right a now. Loser, dude, I yeah. can't tell you how many times I saw that because every day I'd come home and they were jumping out of the airplanes. It was a normal it's thing. It's always the
1: light deeds. I'm yeah. a sinker myself. Yeah. Okay. Um, Old thunder an issue. I, I would be like the last one out of the plane and either first or second to the ground. Okay. I just sink like no other. Yeah. One. I will say like doing free fall stuff, I'm far more comfortable being close to other people's canopies because we're I mean, there's points where I I could have reached out and and touched one of the other dude's canopies because you you, you stack up. So you build this little staircase of parachutes, and that's how we all navigate together and and fly to where we're trying to get to. Uh, But those are – you can control those canopies. I have toggles. I can pull. I trust the dudes in my team. I know what they're doing. We have and arm signals. I got radios. I'm talking to them. Everyone in the basic airborne course. Wait, your radios work? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're great.
0: They're just ten times better than the normal army already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wonderful.
1: I have radio. I can talk to people. Um, well, we've gotten through a total yeah. of two questions already, and so. we're gonna
2: do them all because this is like this is shit I actually want to know. But this is like the golf segment where you were trying to ask me and Evan all this shit, right? And we're inter- I'm, oh, interested I'm not trying to I, cut it off. I, I'm just trying to move well, on. It's <laughs> it That's seemed awful. like you were trying to end no, it. No, I'm just point. trying to I'm move like, on to the Dude. next
0: question because we've gotten two questions in. Like we can talk about so, and stuff all day. And I'm gonna skip some of mine. No, real, don't No, I'm not gonna skip. I'm gonna breeze oh, over them. Okay, okay. So okay. I did I was gonna ask basically how do you get into S F? Um, so
2: tell the audience. Real what SF quick. Is. So
0: basically, and I'll or let don't. you take over to a certain extent because you yeah, got into SF. But both Rafe and I joined the Army as officers, so we went through an ROTC program. We both had our scholarships paid for, and we joined the Army as officers. So we enlisted, or not enlisted, we commissioned as lieutenants into the Army, right? So we both were lieutenants in the Army. Were you transportation?
1: Yeah, that's
0: right. We we're both transportation. Yeah. Yeah, we were both train Oh yeah, because obviously I went to Bullock together. So we were both transportation officers in the army. Uh, that's where we trained together for four months down in Virginia. That's where we met. I went to OU. Rafe went to OSU. So we bonded, had a great time. Anyway, life. so in the army, after you do your four years, you become a captain, or don't get a DUI and don't fuck up <laughs> really bad. You become a captain, and that's a rank in the army. So when you become a captain, you have the opportunity to put in a packet to go into special areas within the army. So you can go into civil affairs. Those are the people who I have a buddy who's in civil affairs who is in Africa right now. They uh, work with a local populace and they may do things such as bringing water to a local populace, doing civil things Within a local populace. I can't really say all that they do. I don't know much about it. I didn't want to do civil affairs, so I didn't do it. But it's pretty interesting. That's kind of the stuff they do, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they'll say, you know, there's special operations too. Yeah. Good shout out to them. But uh, it's a lot of like building relationships with the local populace. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a lot, they have a lot of medical capabilities, so they'll yeah. build that relationship. They'll do like, collect like med caps. So uh, bringing them in and doing, medical assessments for um, helping them out and then you know now it's a lot of uh they're tied to a lot of different programs that we have and so they'll do uh, a lot of like civil engagements on sides that like special forces doesn't do so yeah. they have just different areas of emphasis that they'll uh, add to the overall picture for special operations
0: right so that's one of the options another option that has become More popular as of recent is psyops, so psychological psychological operations, right? So you can go into the psychological psychological operations realm and you can do whatever the fuck they do. I don't know what the fuck they do. Interrogate people. I have a buddy
1: that got into it, but I still interrogate. Is that in that? No. So, so for them, um, psychological operations is. Uh, a lot of what you're gonna see in like social media today stuff going okay. on with like information operations. So they have a couple different components within that'll talk on um, kind of like I to, like dumb down what they said, uh, like winning hearts and minds. So using information as a piece to you know sway a populace one way or another to gain popularity, um, and they really big breath within there of what they can do okay but it's right. a, like how like a lot of people equate it to like oh they should use loudspeakers and go out and like patrol through town and be like yeah we love the u.s or something but it, it's it's far more than that right. okay so that's an option and then
0: i'm sure there's others but enough lastly the the primary three is special forces so, Mayfi, what is Special Forces' primary mission?
1: Oh man, so me quote stuff here. Uh, so Special Forces is, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think I can. Um, but Special Forces being the uh, a, a very, I guess like a, a good breadth of um, like missions that they can do. So they have like nine different tasks that we can that we accomplish. Right. Um, and a lot of it comes down to. Working with and through a, a partner force to achieve some kind of effect. So okay. um, whether that's what we call like direct action, which is like your, your raids. Um, unconventional warfare is probably the most popular, kind of where the Green Berets got their name back in World War II. Uh, working with different groups in occupied countries to achieve some sort of effect. Um, and that's you know, disrupt, overthrow... Uh, course of government and so not typically used as much today um, but that's kind of where they got their their origin and that's how they all came through and so just a special set of skills to uh, special reconnaissance uh, a lot of different missions that they can get tasked to do Okay. so
2: but you would say like special forces is more of like your boots on the ground or in the air or whatever like if somebody needs some shit done whether it's fighting or you know getting some, a town some water or something like maybe that's what you guys are assigned to do or is it like something completely away um, from what I'm thinking?
1: It, it's kind of hard. It's, it's, a, it's an option. Um, SF definitely has a, uh, a wide capability range to do a lot of different things. We have a lot of different like Types of teams to get into an area to really like, I kind of describe it as like a multi-tool, like just have a big capability that can do within a small team that can train what we say like up to a battalion-sized element, Which so six right. hundred-ish people uh, that one 12 twelve-man team could train, control, and you know work with and through to achieve what they want to do. Okay. So. Whether that is, you know, fighting, um, which is primarily what they've done through the last twenty years of the Afghanistan war, um, or back in the day working in smaller teams conducting unconventional warfare, it, it's been a, it's a pretty wide breadth of what. Okay, we're kind of getting back to our. It's an asset, so. man. It's
0: yeah. it's uh, something, and we're we're starting, and I'm sure. You know more about this than I do, but as we get away from the Afghanistan, the Iraqs, the the Middle East wars we've been fighting for the past twenty years, like you said, where the, the primary mission has been fighting, right? To the point where they're getting be- we're getting back to the point where you can insert their a team into an operational area to do a specific task and it's crazy the amount of stuff that they can do and the training they can do because they'll train, and I've seen this firsthand from what I've done. They'll train a local host nation force a lot of the times, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, that We work, We don't. SF doesn't doesn't really work unilaterally, so we don't work by ourselves doing certain missions to an extent. Right, um, you work with somebody else with that a partner can also force. help you. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, works with a lot of different. Uh, you know, special, different, like, foreign nation special forces, uh, training with them, and then training, you know, what would be an indigenous force somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Sean said, it's, it's an asset. It's a, we're not the what we call like the main effort. So like, you have infantry on the ground there, the once maneuvering, fighting. We're uh, what you'd call like a sensor. We're out there either doing special reconnaissance, we're gaining information to shape the battlefield in some way. We're out there doing uh, maybe some kind of sabotage with a partner force. Like it, it's, yep. it's a very wide breadth of, of what everyone does.
0: Okay. Alright, right. so now none of that was a question that I posed. Well, it kind of so was. Was. You know, was. We are introducing right
1: the elements but
0: of the was was overall. Turn. So I want you to tell us how you had, to, what you had to do to get into SF. Yeah. And, because I know a little bit, what was the toughest part about Q Course?
1: All right, so to get to SF, uh, for me being an officer, uh, like Sean was saying earlier, I had to submit a, a packet and get accepted. Um, and once that was accepted, I went to selection. So it's a, a three week course in North Carolina. Um, you're mainly just being physically tested at that point, you do the, the star land navigation course, which was a w- wonderful time. Uh, and then, the you know, final week where it's really, um, you and your peers are out. It's called like team weeks. So you're out there and you are just getting beaten in the ground, having to move heavy weights over very long distances and seeing how you work on the team. And if you're gonna like break down or anything or quit, and that's probably the biggest thing is just try to get people to quit the entire time. Um, oh. So you know, once once you pass that course, uh, you're officially selected, and then you go through the Q course. So Q course changes very much depending on kind of what like what the current focus is. Um, it used to be extremely long. Uh, mine, I took about a year and a half, almost two years, to make it all the way through. Uh, and it, it depends on kind of like whole time and, and what's going on course wise, but. Uh, for myself, you, you'll do. It's uh, it's called like a your military occupation specialty, yeah, MOS. Um, so your specific training. I'm at 18 Alpha, so you go through.
0: I love how you looked at me course. like
1: I know better. I, 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 I'm trying to say MOS. I, I can't remember how to say MOS. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> um, so you do that training, uh, basically to be qualified as whatever job you're going to do in SF. And then uh, we do Sear School. Great time. Three weeks. Uh, Tell us about Sear. Oh, you can't
0: breeze yeah. over that, man.
1: not a breeze. You know, I signed a lot of MBAs throughout my entire time there. Oh, I was I was say. Um, <laughs> it's a survival school. Yeah. Uh, so it, 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 What's Sear stand for? Uh, oh, survival, evasion, rescue, and I can't remember finally e. my bad Bad SF soldier. Sheesh. Um, I, I literally thought it was S-E-A-R. So Sear's so the one. I didn't
0: yeah. sign any NDAs. So Sear's the one where they lock you in cages or do whatever the, the Well, I told they you they my
2: cousin My cousin. I'll yeah. let you tell what it is and yeah. I'll wink at you. No, yeah. and my cousin talked about that shit. I told you and he's no longer in the military. So yeah, I don't well know they, if he has said they dropped him off
0: in the middle of nowhere. Yeah,
2: he literally got dropped off in the middle of nowhere and they were like... All right, you're on training. We'll be back to get you at X amount of time. Then they just like forgot. Yeah. And too. so you, they were like pissing in each other's mouths and like all this I shit. Would, I not in anyone's you. Mouth. But, yeah. but and we'll right. then and then he <laughs> talked about one time he like got like kidnapped or whatever. And next thing you know, he's in a cage and everyone's speaking a different language. That'd
0: be serious school and, serious, and then like after x bit. amount of yeah.
2: weeks or whatever that he was just basically a prisoner they were like hey good job
1: hey this guy did it
0: the, well, um, the, yeah
1: it's a lot which, like,
2: you, you probably can't <laughs> talk about it maybe i'm not even supposed to know that but like
1: oh i'd love to talk more on it but yeah we'll, we'll do that right exactly <laughs> that, that's that's an outside it's, of, um, yeah it's good i mean like it was a great and horrible course at the same time yeah like, the survival aspect. I love, like, learning how to build traps, learning how to build weapons. Uh, you get to kill a, a rabbit or a chicken, and we, you know, skin it, and we eat it, yeah. and learning which different types of plants you can eat. That was a great time. Uh, we, you do, like, an evasion portion, so you kind of learn how to, like, escape out of different things, and then uh, we have, like, a resistance part where you, you know, kind of learn how to navigate being interrogated, and, and that's, you know the most interesting thing because you always wonder like, you have no idea what to say at that point. Right. Like, you learn those little tips and stuff and how yeah. to work back to what you can and can't say and what you shouldn't um, and then you spend a week or so as a prisoner and you kind of go through that. It's it's a really good course and you learn a lot about yourself.
2: Right. There you yeah. Go. Well, yeah, because and like I said, and my cousin probably gave me the uh, uh, Obviously, if it, if you have to sign an NDA and you can't really talk about the shit, the dumb down, well, du- right? But the yeah, dumb down do details it. of the shit that he probably had to do, and so, like, he could maybe he was able to say the things that I just said to you, and you're like, yeah, that's maybe part of it, but like, there's way, like, way more, and we're not, we can't talk about it, whatever. But like, shit like that for a regular person is a lot to think about, like.
1: Yeah, everyone goes through their own kind of emotional right. uh, journey through that course. Um, I know I went through it, and uh, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, it was bad at points, and
0: well, kids had a great time. What was the worst part for you
1: out of all of it? Oh, um,
0: and you got to be specific. Was it serious school? Was it... The worst part of the Q course? Yeah, whatever you did oh. to become SF. So like that? I never became SF, so that's something I don't know, but... There's kind of like... I would say
2: just El Capitan is what
0: I call it. Just the old
1: commander dealing with privates. (laughs) Hey, that's its own worst. That's a horror story itself. Um, I would break it down. I had a couple bad moments between either selection or the Q course. And I'd say the star course, the star land navigation course was one of my, my horrible moments um, where you're, you do two graded events within that. You have four points Uh, both times you start at night. It's an 11-hour course, so I guess 22 hours total. And you're walking with an 80-plus pound rucksack uh, carrying a weapon, and you're just going through forests of Fort Bragg. And <laughs> it's it was dark. Uh, no, mo- I think they lined it up so there's no moon. Um, How many red cockade wood,
0: wood peppers, woodpeckers
1: oh, were out there? All over the place. You hear... Uh, it, it, there's. <laughs> That night it was like slightly raining and misting so it's just it's absolutely uh. pitch black. You can't move with light. You can't use roads. And there's one point I, I crossed through a swamp that you could walk through because there's there one. It's called Scuba Road. and There's this, this little uh, slightly higher point. because goes only up to chest height water. You go to my point. Find it. I'm great. you crushing this course so far. Going to get my second point. I can't find the crossing point to get it back across the swamp so I look for it for about 45 minutes at some point just decide like it's not worth it fuck it I'm just gonna go through the swamp I know I gotta go north I'm going through the swamp and I Man, am, I am crawling, crawling through this, this neck, neck deep water over the top of my ground log crawler over the top of bay 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 rock. my rock at one point my leg cramped and I fell <laughs> over another log went underwater <laughs> and I came back up he had this like dual GPS he had a, a, a star cluster you can send up if you, you want to quit and I at one point prayed for a water moccasin to come bite me, so I'd have an excuse to just like send up the star and be like I'm done. Yeah, and just continue going and dragging myself. And well, that was and land then, nav, huh? Yeah. And then yeah. it got, uh, and then it finally got a little shallower, and then it got a little shallower, and I made it out and made it through, and got you know, seven of my eight points, but it was brutal.
0: So for those that don't know, land nav is basically where you're given. So, di- basic coordinates that you have to go and find certain points on a map. So you got to map it out and then go find them. And there's a whole science behind it. I'm not going to go into that, but it's v- it's very difficult in some situations. So in this situation, he's saying he had to cross a creek. black. He had to cross a creek in the <laughs> creek night, in the, night in the middle of, or a swamp, in the middle of the night, in order to get to the point that he had to get to. So.
1: It was November. It was a little yeah. cold in that water. Uh, well, it was just not yeah. having a good time. I used to love Land Nav, but man. I love it, but the, like that moment that that sounds when it's graded, and it's like you're stressed out. I'm already wasting a bunch of time, and I know i got to get to it. Was was not that fun. It's all right. If we go super over, yeah, we can I don't, just release give a, a shit. bonus
0: episode because no. <laughs> I'm loving this stuff.
2: Okay, so my thing kind of going off that – I mean you're describing that that like particular training that you did – My next question is: If you could describe the craziest operation that you've been on while on duty, like, and maybe you probably can't talk about maybe everything that you've been able to do, but like, maybe the craziest or scariest situation that you can talk about that you've been in while.
1: And what's your guys' AOR? Uh, we're UCOM, so you're up. Okay and And
2: this that question goes for you, and then I also posed it because when Sean asked my buddy and I all the golf questions, it was like always a two parter and he obviously was in a different side of things than you, yeah so. I posed the question for both of you where you could answer Mike as like the craziest shit that you've gone through and
0: then, and then Sean like shit. can talk about how I
1: don't know. Like I kept trying to think of like how so he piddled wild. his pants. Alright, well so. I'll
0: answer first then because I got mine and you can think. Alright, so when I was stationed in Hawaii I was part of User Pack, and we did this thing every year called Pacific Pathways where we went and trained with host nation armies. Right? So... I did a month in Thailand. That was my second time in Thailand. I did two months in Korea, and then I did a month in the Philippines. Well, during my last month in the Philippines, I got to go to a special forces training course with the Philippines special forces. It was a week with their special forces training, right? So talk about... Uh, intense right so basically we we're out in the middle of the jungle with the Filipino special forces learn about how they survive in the middle of nowhere right so couple of things I had to do basically had to kill a goat with a sharpened bamboo stick have you guys I don't know if anyone's ever heard a goat killed it's a terrifying sound it sounds we like a child oh. it sm- sounds like a child right and not guess either. what? The demonstration they did, they didn't have a sharp enough bamboo stick. So imagine a goat killed in front of you slowly with a dull bamboo stick. Yeah. Not ideal. So that that was one of the, <laughs> one of the oh highlights my God. of the Filipino Special Forces training I did. One of the second and fun highlights I like to talk about was they... A uh, big thing down in the Philippines is there's cobras everywhere. King cobras, right?
2: Did you fucking get your whistle out and freaking... <laughs> I, I did not. miss <laughs> coming out of a basket.
0: So, <laughs> during the training, they, they drop them out. And uh, uh, basically, we got to kill them, do whatever we got to do. Eat the cobra meat, do whatever. Anyway, so they were doing a demonstration. The first time we'd ever seen them, right? And the commanding general... For oh. all of, like, this is super high up. And for those that don't understand Army, super high up, high ranking guys there to see this, right? So, what they did was they were showing how they basically trap these cobras and kill them or whatever. They dropped these cobras out of a basket. And I shit you not if that Cobra went directly for the commanding general. (laughs) Like, no shit. This was... So, some of you, if you're political, you may recognize the name Flynn. Okay? So, it was General Flynn. It was Charles Flynn. And this Cobra went straight for the commanding general. Those Filipino soldiers could not get that Cobra... Wrangled fast enough. Uh Let me tell you that thing. Like the general was holding on to privates next to him. Like, what am I gonna do? Like (laughs) freaking out. Anyway, so they dropped. They they ended up getting the cobras under control. They didn't. uh, They didn't. uh, You know, get after them. But during that exercise, I got to drink cobra blood, kill a cobra. uh, I was gonna say,
2: how was it slaying a cobra?
0: uh, It's. Pretty scary, honestly. Really? Uh, I mean because to do it, to it with your, your hands or, or like there. during the time we thought that they were defanged and de like uh jowled or whatever from the landing. Nope.
3: <laughs> no fool, hey, wait Cobra. Hey, were man. you
2: were you doing this barehanded though, or was this like you I used a, a knife stick, or but, some shit? I had a, a stick. stick.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh my stick. God. So
0: anyways, but what they did was you'd kill the cobra and you drip its blood into some I think it was like vodka or gin. Okay. And you drink it. So I drank cobra blood and then we stayed three nights out there. Was um, cobra blood with vodka like Cobra blood, and I'll never forget the second night we had to be evacuated because someone caught the whole fire, forest on fire <laughs> and literally we just see a line of fire coming towards us cuz it you know how ranges catch on fire well yeah, exactly. so guess guess how controlled ranges are in the middle of the philippines probably
3: not very controlled. Not, not very controlled, controlled. right
0: no, so no, someone no. caught the whole forest on fire <laughs> and the shit was coming towards us so that was probably one of the most outrageous and crazy stories I have from my time I in the love military. it. I mean, yeah.
2: I can't imagine, A, killing a goat. It lot. wasn't fun, but right. it but was then,
0: delicious because I was starving, but it was not fun. But on either. top of that, then killing a cobra
2: with only having a stick. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, a cobra can fucking kill you.
0: Right, and we were all under the impression they were, like, not poisonous. Right, but... Until I pulled the dudes aside, because I like to talk to guys, and I talked to the Filipino guys later, they said, no, they're not. They're <laughs> absolutely yeah, no, they are full-on covers.
1: We'll, we'll we just know. found them out in the street ten minutes Real before this. Yeah. <laughs> These dude, that's so your confidence, dude. You? you don't get scared. Yeah. Oh. Man, see, like, I don't know that... Because I haven't been in SF, what, a year now? So, like, you know, through deployment and stuff, we didn't... You lived in Alaska, buddy. Uh, so, my, my, like, craziest story will probably come out of, honestly, ranger school. And the misery that I went through there. Um, so, I was in the, the second phase in, in the mountains of good old Dahlonega, Georgia. Um, and in the winter. So, I really like to freeze, apparently. It was just... Having not a great time, um, and so you know we're, we're walking all day through the mountains, oh. starving because they don't they don't to simulate combat stress. They don't feed you, and you don't sleep a lot. So uh, and not sleep a well, lot, I mean like maybe like two three hours, right? Lucky. Um, our worst time, uh, you do what's called like a long walk through each each phase. So you walk for anywhere from like. 10 to 15 K. Um, and we were walking through the mountains. It's nighttime and you have your, your night vision on, uh, but it has this like little green glow that I swear to God makes you hallucinate. Um, so we're just, you're walking in a line and you're you're kind of trying to follow everyone. And you're also hallucinating at the same time and like falling asleep while you're walking. And so we're, I'm walking and I swear to God, I'm, I'm following behind someone. And you look and you see, like, when your buddy's like taking a knee over there, like pulling security, doing something, you're like, hey man, like, what the fuck up? I'm going to keep walking, like, what are you doing? And then you realize you're talking to a rock or like a small bush or something. You're like, oh fuck, I gotta I'm gonna snap out of this one, oh. keep on going. <laughs> the sudden you're going, and like, I remember, like, the dude in front of me, uh, we do what's called like a, a standing rucksack flop. So, like, you, you bend over and you try to get the rock high up on your shoulders for a second to just kind of relieve some of that pain. Yeah. And the dude in front of me fell asleep doing that. So I'm standing behind him waiting for him to walk. And we're just sitting there like, man, we've been here for a minute. And I like, look around in front of him. There's no one to be found. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, wake him up. And then we go. At one point I saw the trees and I thought they had arms. And we're like waving and stuff and like walking around. And every time, because I thought we were going to hit a road and stop. So every time I saw the moonlight come through the forest, i like, oh, like, oh, all right, hey, we'll come up to another road. Like, almost done. And then I'd, like, walk onto it. And then it wasn't road. And I was in another little field. And just you, you have no idea what's going on yeah. at this point. And we're all freezing. We finally get to this little uh, open area where we're stopping for the night. And we've been walking for just hours at this point. And our uh, instructor was like, all right set up in a little little box formation have one person up and you can uh go to sleep oh thank god so you know we're just <laughs> get you, immediately get your sleep <laughs> back out get in it can next morning Monday. we wake up everyone we do a little, l- l- change, change of leadership uh i was in charge the next morning so we set up our little patrol base in the woods and we we get a count of everyone we're, like, we're short a guy right now it's weird uh, and we thought, cause everyone fell asleep. We thought that RIs took one of our dudes as a, like, Hey, you fell asleep. Now he's our prisoner. And so we asked the RIs about it and they're like, what are you talking about? Ranger? Like go back into the patrol base. Like you're silly. And so we're setting up, I pitched my little, my little mission and I asked the He's like, all right, any questions? I was like, yeah. Are we ever going to get our dude back? Cause we kind of need, you know, everyone for the mission and he looks at me he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, we're still short a guy from this morning. And he's like, everybody get the fuck out. Line up. They sit there, count us. And we're short a guy. And so we're just standing there. We have no idea what's going on. Everyone's freaking out. Uh, we end up walking through the woods for another couple hours looking for this dude. They got Blackhawks flying all over the place. Oh, jeez. He fell asleep on the trail we were walking woke up had no idea where anyone was turned back walked like for another 5k the opposite direction they found him like six hours later and uh we had such not a great time because we had a bad count so they were mad at us naturally and they're like they're the ones supposed to count us in at the end of the day it's your fucking fault and it was our fault and so we suffered for it it was a great time yeah uh yeah, school was... It was bad. It was cold. Um, never being allowed to, like, put any of your cold weather gear on until, like, security is established. So, like, you're just on a knee, shivering on the side of a mountain, getting, like, blasted by wind. And then you're so subsequently tired. Like, I fell asleep, and my rock, like, hit the back of my head, just drove me into the ground. My knobs <laughs> go up in my face, like wait up for a second. Like, okay, like here I am. Oh, I lost feeling in my my hands and feet for like, I a good ask, month. I gotta what uh, was worse, selection or Ranger School? Ranger School by far. I was at Ranger School for so long, and that is. Did you recycle at all? Yeah, I I did two mountains and two Floridas. Not a great time. Yeah. Um. But you got it. But I got it. That's all that matters. He's a big guy. My least favorite. That's a big guy. That's
2: the real deal. I, dude, I I'd crumble and. Fourteen seconds.
1: I lost a lot of weight. I was I went into that school at uh, two hundred and ten pounds. I came. I weighed one hundred and eighty four at one point. Uh, my nickname was Skeletor because so you could see my ribcage and Holy my face was so like sunk in. Yeah,
0: um, should have been Cheetor from uh, from Beast, Beast Wars. Wars. Yeah, you ever watch Beast Wars? No, we gave over that. That's a whole other topic. So, yeah.
2: yeah. I feel like we could go for hours, and I've never even seen it.
0: All right, so my next question—it's my last one. Um, you
2: got, got one less. I got
0: two. Yeah, I breathed through some. Yeah, you—you—you
2: you, you <laughs> you literally combined three into one.
0: Yeah, I did. It's not fair. <laughs> so I want to know. It's not a big army question. Okay. So I feel like I should. Go I, again, like I have another live, army question. I know you lived a lot of places. Mm-hmm. I want to know, out of all the places you've lived, now that you're out in Colorado, what's your favorite brewery that you've encountered out of all of
1: them? Oh, boy. Uh, favorite brewery would be Midnight Sun Brewing in Alaska. Uh, so, their home is in Anchorage, Alaska. They make, by far my favorite, and I've debated a lot of people on the pronunciation of this, Tripel or Triple. Um, T-R-I-P-E-L? Yeah. I call it a Tripel. I don't know. It sounds fancy. Uh, the Panty Peeler Tripel it is delicious. Uh, my brother actually came up and when we visited, uh, that was our, our favorite beer. So we were doing a lot of just hiking and camping through Alaska, and Midnight Sun got us through a lot of a lot of hikes. Yeah. Um, by far, my favorite brewery.
0: Ah, uh, I mean that sounds amazing. I can't.
1: I've tried to special order it down here. Have it's you
0: ever seen expensive. it in cans anywhere in It the... is
1: canned. They just don't distribute to the lower 48. They don't? Well, Not fuck yet. them then. Not come up. on, Jesus. You can special order it uh, and get it shipped down here. DoorDash. Really? Just expensive. Yeah. <laughs> all, <laughs> all right. right. Well, <laughs> <that'll> <laughs> be next yes. episode. Yeah. Right. If you get <laughs> you on peony peeler, uh, I'll come back for another episode. There we go. Well, all okay. All right, buddy. You can ask all yeah, the questions you yeah, want. Let me you finish
2: want. my questions because you are out of questions now. I'm out. My next thing is what, uh, since you've been, you know, in the army so long and have done so much cool shit, what is the best weapon or your favorite weapon that you've ever fired? Whether it's like, you know, a gun, a grenade launcher, uh, Mortar thing. I, I, I and mean, I have no idea. I'm just thinking of like Call of Duty terms at this rate. Estrella. <laughs> have you ever used one of the like? Yeah, I'm just yeah. thinking of everything I can imagine right now. Like, and if you if you can tell us what your favorite is, describe kind of like what it was like. Because I'm sure it was probably yeah. something that is not like your normal.
1: Um,
0: I'm so, excited to hear this too because I don't know what they care Because there's so many different ones. Like,
1: I mean, like I love shooting you know M4s and Glocks. Yeah. Like, at the range, it's fun. Uh, favorite weapon? Honestly, for just a boom factor, it would be a difference between either like just using mortars or just straight explosives. Okay. So, like, firing the... We fire, like, 81-millimeter mortars, and it's just a great time because you get to... Like, you're slinging the, the round down the tube. You feel that little thump. Uh, you get to see the explosion go off in the distance. Like, that's... It's a great feeling. And then... Um, Recently, you know, we've been constructing a lot of like door charges and, and different charges and mm-hmm. stuff to blow doors. So setting those and then and popping those and then just feeling that little little bang, yeah, is exhilarating. Uh, and then also recently started using like flashbangs and stuff. Okay, those are <laughs> so awesome. those are a great time, but also a bad time. I was gonna say if you get
2: hit by one, it's probably not. It's the, not uh, what
1: you think in like like the video game. You know, everything goes white and you, you can't see anything and. Uh, like, you throw it what? in. It makes a, it's a, I mean, we, you know, it helps that we're wearing Peltors, and you get, you have the ear protection on, but those things make some some loud bangs, and These some good flashes, and that's it's tough. definitely, they're fun to throw, yeah. and uh, not so fun when you, when it, you know, kind of rolls back yeah. towards or, or a little stack, and yeah. blows up at your feet, it's, it's not a great time, but uh, it's still kind of fun at the end of the day.
2: Right, awesome. that's awesome, but now, like, not getting too, like, in-depth, but, like, have you done any like sniper fire or anything like?
1: Because uh, so I've always different sniper rifles. Because I've always
2: like, you know, heard like those big, huge ones. Like when you hit a shot, like you got to be laying down, and like that shit will almost throw your shoulder out of socket. Like, yeah, I, I, and I, I've literally fired a twenty two is the best gun I've ever <laughs> shot. So like, I I know nothing
1: about. So we've shot. I've only shot, I think, one of our snipers. Um, luckily, that, so we have a suppressor on it, uh-huh. and that reduces a, a significant amount of recoil. Okay. Like, my, my hunting three oh eight had more kick than that one did. Okay. It had a better you know, stock for, for recoil compensation right. and everything. Um, that one, it, it's it's a great time. There's so much that goes into, like, long-range <laughs> marksmanship yeah. that you don't really realize, like... Just hunting and stuff. Um, all the different like ballistics factors, and the dudes on my team are are so smart on a lot of that. Between, yeah. Between like knowing the ballistics of each round, and you know, factoring in the wind, factoring in the, the weather, and all the other stuff that goes into it, that it it's a science, honestly. Like, yeah. Watching those dudes go to work is oh, incredible.
2: I can only imagine, and I like, I can only base my like thoughts on that from like the movie shooter (laughs) (laughs) as as crazy as
3: that sounds
2: like that's all i can ever imagine so i don't i don't like know how any of that shit works and so someone who's been around it or like even got the chance to fire it like it's cool to for and anybody listening who has no idea how big ass guns like that work like kind of badass to find out what it yeah. it's really like you know it's
1: really cool it's it's a lot of fun I got to shoot a lot of different guns uh had a great i mean yeah never have a bad day at the range right like you at the end of the year never a bad you have to try all the, the cool shit yeah yeah you know, we're all just little kids out there right. So. <laughs> right
2: all right well last one for me is so when you're not like on active duty when you're not like all enthralled and doing all your military shit and like Doing your missions and or not missions but operations, as yeah. Sean says. Um, what do you like to do, like just for fun, like? Because I'm sure you probably are like, I just want to relax because you're jumping out of planes and doing all this crazy shit. But he likes like, to
0: hang out with his boy Sean when he can. Right, he well, he yeah, Colorado, clearly, so. otherwise <laughs> he wouldn't be here. Yeah, in Colorado, it,
2: right? Yeah. But yeah, like what, what's. What's something that you like to do in your free time that probably gets your mind off of doing all that stuff?
1: Um, for me, I'd say honestly, like, working out is my big, like, release of any kind of, like, stress, tension. And it, it helps with the job. Obviously, you got to be physically fit. Um, but I probably spend, I mean, when the limited free time I get, the gym is, like, number one priority. And then uh, other blow-off scenes is video games. Yeah. So, me and, you know. Boy's hopping on Call of Duty and stuff. Oh yeah, it's always. Shit. Call of Duty Vanguard pretty grounded? hard. Uh, I haven't started Vanguard. Are you Call getting Duty Battlefield? I'm gonna Battlefield here. simply because that's what we did. Well, you better be. Like, that was that was the be- g- better
0: figure out this party shit then, because that, last, I- I you, we got- last time I invited you to join my party, you so- you just made up an excuse. I'm
1: on PC. It came through my game pass. Yeah, see, he's a PC gamer,
0: Caleb. PC hey, gamer see, now.
2: You
1: should see my PC there. I, I got a laptop. I'm, I'm on the lower tier of the PC Master oh, I and a Race.
0: Desktop
2: with double monitors and
1: I just got a monitor for mine as a game changer, games. so. Well, I mean, video games and. Uh, video games working work out. out. Yeah, it's working on my truck. Simple things. I haven't been hunting in a long time, but you know, it's always a good pastime. I'm still yeah, struggling through
0: to this, buddy. Don't Sean,
2: you're struggling to a bushlight well, we'll break.
0: I I mean this episode's obviously gone long. I think so. Caleb. Uh, who keeps, cares? Caleb it's, keeps making faces over there no, like <laughs> I I
2: only said that because we said when we started this we wanted to try to keep it at a reasonable- I don't care, it doesn't bother me. And honestly, if nobody wants to listen to this. Also doesn't bother me. But we still do it anyway.
0: Here's the thing. I know very few interesting people that I can have onto this podcast. And I finally contributed. Hey. Thanks, Ray. Hey, That's 100%. Thanks for <laughs> coming through. <laughs> Great I'm to glad m- I can make it out here, you know.
2: <laughs> to meet you, the, like, yeah. it's been awesome, Thank dude. You. It's been yeah, like, dude. I honestly... I think I had more fun than Sean probably did. Because I have always wanted to like find out all the shit that I asked. And I'm sure... For a normal person like me who isn't – hasn't been in the military or like like Sean and you both have, like the questions I asked about jumping out of planes, like that's what us people who know what – like think that's what you yeah. guys do. We want to know what that shit feels Before like. Before the army, that's
1: all I like, we'll thought about. Like, what you see yeah. in the movies, you're just like, is that real? Right, Do they yeah. do this? Like, yeah. are, Is that fun? Shit, yeah. Like, you're dude, curious. Even it, I'm jealous. I'm right.
0: like, God, what the fuck? Sean's what about to doing? Sean's about to reenlist <laughs> right? just so I'm he just can about to go out hey man, there throw yes, down yeah. some commission. Drop an package. Like, what am I doing anyway? Uh, so this is the first guest that I've had on to the episode. So, man, thanks for coming, Mayfi, all the way from Colorado. Thanks for having <laughs> me. <I'm> he <laughs> flew back just for this episode, guys. I don't True know, facts, you know, everybody. Because that's know, how this. big our
1: podcast
2: right. is. might if I was gonna have one more question, I was gonna be like. All right, do you? Th- what happened in Lone Survivor, the movie? <laughs> you- is that how it really works? Like I, I was gonna go there to that, point, but then I was like, yeah, that's probably not something we should talk about, or you know, say I mean, it's way. based on a true story. So. Exactly. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. I haven't watched. It's based it. on a true story, right? I own the movie, and I've probably watched a quarter of it because I fall asleep every movie I watch. So I can't. <laughs> I just can't.
0: Well, anyways, that wraps up our episode this week. We'd like to thank anyone if they've made it to listening this long. Um, If you would like to follow us on social media, we have a Twitter, Instagram. Both of them are at Columbus underscore Uncut. You can catch our links in our link tree. You can find our Twitter and Instagram links there as well as our Teespring link. Where you can buy our merch, where we have t-shirts, hoodies, Um, you can buy a pub glass, you can buy a coffee mug, you can buy all kinds of things with the Columbus Uncut podcast logo on it. And all that goes towards the podcast, none of it goes in our pockets. We use it to make this podcast better in order to make the production better. And get people here that we need to get here. So we paid for Mike's flight here today <laughs> yeah. with,
2: with our sponsorship from Liquid Death. We didn't actually get.
0: My dad's <laughs> <laughs> waiting for that
2: check. Right, actually, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyways, uh, next week will be a big episode. I'll let Caleb talk about that. But from Sean, thank you for listening this week, and we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Caleb, what do you got next week? Next week. I have a special
2: guest, hopefully planned, got to get in contact still, but a Central Ohio mogul. We're hoping to get on the podcast next Friday, so be on the lookout for that. Thank you for listening today.
3: Uh, Hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll talk to you all next Friday. Thank you.